0: Welcome to another University of Arizona School of Theater, Film, and Television edition of the Friday Night Movie Podcast. We have with us the director of Deserted, a psychological horror Horror? monster, horror horror desert rock climbing movie, Ryan Ramsey, and the star Baba Karbaugh who uh, I'm glad is okay (laughs) after having watched this film. uh, I watched this many times because I loved it so much. Uh, And I also have to say, we just met your amazing producer, Kayla Hines. And what an amazing group of people at this university, actors, producers, directors, all housed in one Mm -hmm. program. It's just blown us away. I want to start there, actually. Ryan and Babacar, what is it, or can I really call you Babs?
1: Yeah. All right, and Babs. That's
0: amazing. Um, what's it like working with this community where y'all, I feel like I'm looking at the bands in the 60s where they all used to jam with each other, you know? Like, yes. Like, oh, the Allman Brothers are jamming with the
2: dead, and now, you know,
0: that's what it feels like meeting you all. What's that like?
2: Yeah, honestly, like, the, the collaboration that we all have together is something that I, like, take a lot of pride in. Um, I mean, as a BFA class together, we have, like, become like literally like just family. It's a family. Like we're in here nearly all the time working on just trying to get better at making our films and like helping each other out and stuff. So that's like something I take a lot of pride in is just like how close all of us are together. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, I mean, we've spent countless hours and Miles probably has told you the same thing. But um, yeah, so we, we stay in these editing rooms from, you know, eight in the morning till, you know, eight at night. And we're always popping in and out of these rooms and be like, hey, like, can you help me out with this? Like, this this is, I can't figure this out. Someone walks in two seconds later, they're like, oh yeah, I got it, no worries. Mm. So, uh, yeah, no, it's it's just the the collaboration here is amazing. And I, like, I've learned so much from my, my peers in class and um, just from, like, working with even, like, actors and all this, it's, it's, like, broadened my perspective on a lot of stuff. So, I, it's the best, yeah. That's amazing. Yeah.
3: No, yeah, especially from, like, Different programs and different departments yeah. kind of collaborating together. It's so cool to see because like it's all student-led, too It's not like professors, you know, like hey, you should partner up with this guy and maybe this will be fun It's no like we're all making our own art. We're all casting. It. We're all writing. It. We're all shooting it and it's just We're doing it, you know, we're doing a damn thing <laughs> like and we're Still in college and I think that we're doing stuff in the industry, which is so relevant already I, I just really like that like it's so Cool to be a part of so soon. So. That
0: that that is fantastic. Now this film has rock climbing in it, <laughs> and we're already getting to the monster and the creature. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're but just going to start with my climbing- show-off sister over here, wh- who has a like ti- titanium. Inv- S- surgically repaired spine is also oh a, a rock climber, a boulderer. What is this stuff that you do with your husband for fun? I,
4: we climb. We climb. I And your children? And my children. And my very tiny children also climb with us. Um, but we haven't taken them outdoors yet. They just mm-hmm. stick stick to the ropes and the <laughs> and the bouldering walls in the in the gym. Um, and I will say, so climbing in and of itself is already scary. You don't need to add a monster. It's just scary by itself.
0: Yeah, totally. (laughs) I mean, I was, uh, I was, I was, I mean, I knew there was something coming, Mm -hmm. but already I was very anxious about watching you climb.
4: Now, okay. I mean, (laughs) so you climb. You climb?
2: Do you both? So I, I I climb for fun every once in a while. I used to just kind of, like, go. When I was a kid, I just loved, like, just climbing on top of everything. Like, I would, like, try climbing on my roof of my house. And, you know, obviously, your parents <laughs> were just like, get off of there. What are you doing? Yeah. So um, and then, like, when I, I used to go to Joshua Tree all the time, and I, like, started scaling those walls. I was just like, I was like ooh, this is kind of fun. And then um, I ended up over winter break um, right before this, because I I knew, like, the basics of climbing, but never knew, like, exactly how to climb. So I took a I took a little course, and I just was, like, online. And I just was like, I was like, okay, I was like, this is how to climb. So then I went out there, tried it once. I was like, cool, I think I'm good enough where I'm able to shoot it. And then I had, uh, we actually had like two rock climbers that were out on set making sure like everything was
4: all safe and whatnot. Right, there's a lot of safety protocols that go into, especially when you're outdoors (laughs) and you're, you know, you're the the what you see the what you, you see the your your character doing is um your lead climbing right you're actually clipping yourself in to s- to protection but that protection's already bolted into the wall yes so yeah. it's not like you've thrown a rope from the top mm. you're actually going up and that's you have to be really cautious there's a lot <laughs> to be really careful very
2: careful very very careful <laughs> Definitely feels and
4: i and me. i would say one of the one of the fears i, I think people who are you know I don't know. Maybe if you're a more advanced or famous climber, you don't worry about this. But when I'm climbing, you know, I think although you have to trust the protection that's in there. And if you know you have these pieces that are bolted into rock, you don't know how long it's been there, how many um, falls it's taken. Mm-hmm. And that moment when it starts to come loose, that's a real fear that I have when I'm. But I'm. Oh, yeah, I was to
0: way cat. more scared of that fall than, <laughs> and I was scared of the monster too. And I love. And I love a monster movie. And we'll get into talking about monster movies and things later.
4: So I want to ask, before we get into the monster element, because there's lots of questions there, just shooting the stuff on the wall, like shooting the stuff when you're, when you're climbing, how, how did you do that? How did yeah. you pull it off?
2: Yeah, so um, we actually, this was something that I had to take into consideration I'll, big, big time right before we went out there. So I was actually, I went out and I scouted it probably about four or five times trying to figure out like the safest way as well as like the most effective way to be able to shoot it. And obviously like when we're out there, this is actually like rock climbing wall. So people are out there all day, every day. And when we were out there on set that one day, we were rotating from wall to wall to wall to wall to wall to wall to wall, to wall just because someone would be like, "Hey, do you mind if like you guys can get out of the way? Like I'm gonna come climb this wall." Yeah. <laughs> and I was I mean, like, it was, "What? Uh, it oh it yeah, no, crowded. it was it was crowded. Like yeah. very it's,
0: entitled rock climbing. <laughs> 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 yeah, and there were... so people are making a movie.
2: Yeah, yeah exactly. I was like, "We well, got yeah,
1: the camera and stuff. <laughs> Where, where's your camera? Where's your camera?"
2: <laughs> but um, yeah. So we actually had a go to one wall. We shot it on one wall. And then we went to another one, and we we're just like, oh, boy. like We got to keep working around, see if this one's going to work. And then someone's like, hey, can we come can we on that one? And I was just like, sure. I was like, OK, sounds good. Then the one that you mostly see in the film, we ended up sticking there for a bit, and it was so great. But um, so how we ended up shooting that, which was pretty cool. So it was uh, it was pretty much just like a very sandy bottom. So I I felt pretty comfortable, like you know, having people with cameras and stuff around it. But initially we were supposed to shoot out at Mount Lemon, um, like at the base of Mount Lemon, and we all decided to take a nice little hike to go out there, and we oh. realized it was in, like about an hour and a half yeah. hike with all of our camera oh,
4: equipment. Oh yeah, no, because sometimes you do. Have have to hike in to, to get to, to certain routes. Yeah, that's a whole other yeah. part of it.
2: Ugh, so that was not the sport for
0: no. me. Like
4: to get <laughs> to no that. part of
2: you. No yeah, part of you. It was quite a, quite a hike. Yeah, so ba- Babacar and I did that. What, I think we did it, like, twice. We right? did it, yeah, with Mateo. Yeah, yeah with Mateo, too. Twice, yeah. yeah, so we went out there. Um, we had to, like, pretty much scout it, make sure it's, like, we deemed it safe enough to take all the camera gear on. And I mean, like, we're bring, bringing a lot of gear out. I mean, we had these lights they're called the stair tubes. And those things were, uh, you know, probably, like, 300 pounds. Yeah. And we had to just carry We had, like, three or four people on them, like, just carrying them through they're like these super slow, uh, so like, big slopes, all these type of grades. And we are just like, OK, maybe this is not the safest. Yeah. So we ended up actually calling off that, that set that day. Um, and then I had to look for a new place to shoot, so uh, I ended up finding this wonderful place at the like at the base of Mount Lemon. Uh, I reached out to everyone around to make sure that everything was okay to shoot, and it ended up working out really well. And we ended up just pretty much uh, we shot that about five feet off the ground.
4: Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. that's amazing. That's, I okay. love that.
2: Yeah,
0: bubble car. Your character, even though now we know you were five feet off the ground, <laughs> yeah, a you look terrified, and b there's a point where you fall, and that fall, it looks really far in the film. Did you have to like jump off something to do
3: that? Did you I mean, did you do your own stunts like just yeah, jump kind of? I guess. I mean, we were like, I mean, there was a lead rope right, and we we're about. I took about maybe five like steps up this wall, and then I just let myself go. Rope got me, and
1: mm-hmm. just, oh and then okay. yeah, I,
3: so the rope the catches, catches you. The you rope catches
4: you. Just that, hang there. That's
3: that's serious acting, by the
0: way, because that's not just that's going against human instincts. <laughs> wow.
3: It was a little tricky to figure out at first. Just like, like oh, what makes sense if I was if I was actually climbing this wall? Like, how am I gonna make it look like I'm, you know, trying mm-hmm. to scale this wall without. Be and do you climb, or is this just for not the park? Not really. No, oh, okay. I like climbing trees when I was younger. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I'm not a desert well, boy. Because so.
4: I, I will say one of the tells is that you're wearing, you're wearing work boots. Mm-hmm. You're not wearing climbing shoes, and I'm going, he's gonna slip.
1: Mm. He's
4: gonna slip <laughs> in those you need climbing shoes you have yep. to get you got to wedge those toes in yeah you know but you were you're hiking as well so it makes sense
0: let's talk creatures yeah. yes <laughs> i love alien i is in my top whenever people ask me my favorite movies it's always in my top 2 or 3 depending on what mood i'm in i think it's a perfect movie mm-hmm. i just watched predator prey this year and then uh. made my wife watch my wife watch the original predator right afterwards of the same night so i love the monster stalking and, and and in this type of situation where you don't need much there's not a million lasers there's not a million I don't I'm not a big aliens guy I like alien mm-hmm. I like the one alien <laughs> tell us about the creature tell us how you put it together, it's terrifying looking because I can't tell what it is. Is it a guy wearing a coat? Is it an owl? What Isn't is it an <laughs> owl? <laughs> yeah, so
2: pretty much we went Like through... a Yeti or a yeah, Bigfoot? A Yeti or Yeti a Bigfoot. Big, yeah, that, I, f- I feel like that. That's very fitting. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, um, yeah. yeah, no, um, so pretty much I had this idea. Just kind of like one day I was like literally in my room and I was just trying to figure out what I wanted this beast to look like. And um, I was just like, okay, like I'm gonna start looking up some stuff, you know, I'll maybe watch a few like little short films, kind of see what they were kind of doing, just kind of get some inspiration. And um, I just never saw anything that I like, I really, really liked. And I was just thinking, I'm like, okay, like what would you think that's gonna be up in the mountains? And my first thought was like a Black Panther. So I initially was gonna have it all blacked out. And I was like, that's gonna be really hard to shoot at night. I was like, probably gonna be hidden. But at the same time, I just was kind of like, could be kind of cool. So I started like messing around. I sent my costume designer a few, uh, few like ideas, and um, we ended up just kind of like working with it, like working around with it. And I just go, oh, honestly, I was like, maybe some gray would be cool because we could put some blood on the front. Mm-hmm. And um, so we ended. What it ended up being was uh, my costume designer Micah. She ended up going to the store, got a like a ton of like old clothes. Chopped it all up and then put it all together, and she made the mask out of paper mache. Oh, so um, and then obviously with some VFX stuff, like we made it look a little bit more spicy, which is kind of nice. But um, yeah, no, it's just it's uh, it's just pretty much just like almost like a coat that she just chopped up and just kind of made it into this like really cool looking creature. Fantastic. I think practical
0: effects and working within those limitations is where the best scary stuff comes from. Just w- once you see the shark, you've seen the shark. Exactly. <laughs> it's over. Yeah. yeah. It's over. <laughs> it's you know, like, right? Those, all those aliens running around in Alien 4 Resurrection, they're just not scary at that point. <laughs> they're just like dinosaurs from Jurassic Park. OK. We're going to ask you about climate. OK. We play some games on this show. Oh, OK. There are games where in which we need your opinion. OK. OK. It's called by Rent Me. It's a ranking system. All right. It's based on the old movies, you know. Buy which the one you like most. You rent the one that you're medium interested, in, and then met can mean whatever you want. Okay. Mm. In fact, Miles had the maybe one of the most creative uses of met ever in <laughs> his interview. Not to be, you know, because we don't nothing's last place. Okay. Perfect. So, sort of start with climbing movies, but I kind of want to do. Mo- alien you want to do like creatures? Do you want to do climbing movies? I'll do climbing. Okay, no, so I'll do the creatures.
4: Climbing movies. He picked these. I'm just gonna I didn't you, have I', mean, I didn't are have the cha- other
0: climbing movies
4: i I mean the, not it's the fine.
0: documentaries
4: fine, Those not the some. documentaries, okay.
0: And not um, the one where the guy eats his arm off.
4: <laughs> is that I think feel like he's hiking in that.
0: okay, I don't know.
4: But it did remind me of 127 hours. Yeah. It totally had 127 hours. Way hour better vibes. than
2: 127. <laughs> well, you know,
0: agree. Thank you. It way better. But it,
4: but thank it definitely you. had those like scary out in the wilderness vibes. I mean, that's it, terrifying. If, yeah. if Babakar had
0: to gnaw his arm off with a spoon, I would have bought it in that. I, I'm of course 20, 127
2: hours is a true story.
0: It's so terri- I'm being, a monster, yeah, being a monster. You're <laughs> being a monster. That really did person.
4: happen. You know what?
2: Um, we should take a step back and we should make you go eat your arm off. <laughs> <laughs> right, let's reshoot this thing. Or
4: your leg, I guess. All right. So. Climbing movies, you're gonna buy rent, them we have Cliffhanger. Mm.
0: Fall. Stallone, John Lithgow, yeah. you know that movie? Yeah. I mean, because we're very old. So.
4: <laughs> Fall, which is the new one, we watched, which I actually haven't seen. Yeah, yeah we do We watch. I it wasn't with case? you. You oh. watched it without me.
0: Um, no it's the one it. where and then, these two women and then you climb won't tell me what it's about. Tower in California for an Instagram thing. And then the ladder breaks and they're stuck in the top of the tower for oh. for the duration of the movie. So yeah. They have to
4: get down, but they don't have enough rope. It's and pretty
0: <laughs> gruesome movie. That's yeah, that's that sounds
4: does not fun. seem like too much fun.
0: <laughs> that seems fun
2: <laughs> Oh yeah. You know what?
0: I don't think I don't think you should watch that one. You'll be very upset.
4: Okay, so I didn't see that. And then vertical limit. Isn't is that the uh this is, is that the Chris O'Donnell? Uh, yeah,
0: yeah. So this Chris is from O'Donnell. when we were you're know, like, right? No, yeah. Chris yeah, O'Donnell like, I and I, I love her. She, she hasn't been in, in a bunch. Sh- she's in The Mentalist and she was in Empire Records.
4: I oh yeah, the one from Empire Records. Yeah, yeah, I love it. The her. shaves her head. Yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: um,
4: well, we're really helping them out and with Bill these Paxton, references. I think. Let's give them more <laughs> references.
0: <laughs> For like old people yeah. shows on CBS. Alright,
4: and then another climbing movie which you clearly have not seen. Vertical limit? No? You've seen it? No. It's it was way like, right back in the day. It's like bit, yeah. it's okay. I'm gonna ooh, I, what I remember from the plot. Was that it's like a family that climbs together, right? It's like a brother, a sister, and a dad. And there's some sort of crazy accident when they're out climbing. And basically, the dad is like, it's that scene where, like, you know, he's like falling, and if he falls, he's gonna take them all with him. So either he cuts his rope, or the Whatever daughter cuts is, his rope, he and he hits dies. the ground
0: on screen. It's like <coughs> explodes. Um, oh. And
4: then, and then, so he sacrifices himself to save the kids who are like adult children, and then. They have some sort of falling out, yada, yada, yada. They have to, they climb. Have to climb together mm. okay. again okay. to save And escape
0: the day. an evil business tycoon. Who's and I feel
4: like there's a storm. Yeah, <laughs> oh, and
0: there's a there's
4: storm. There's like a storm, and then it, it, sort of Honestly, it sucks.
0: So uh, everything's you'd, s- against that. <laughs> <It's Yeah. mostly laughs> if you had seen it, fall. it would have been more fun. As But sure, the these three movies. Okay, okay. <laughs>
4: okay.
2: Bob, you want to go first? Uh,
3: yeah, the star? Uh, sure, I'll go, <laughs> I'll go first. Um, I'm not going to lie. The fall sounded really interesting to me. That plot is very unique. So I think... I'd have to buy that one. All right. And then, what was the first one? Your Hanger. movie,
0: your film, and that film have similar vibes. To oh
3: them. yeah. That
0: film is a downer.
3: Oh really? <laughs> oh wow. Okay. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's just a plot. Like it just seems like
1: mm-hmm.
3: so relevant too. So I think that'd be pretty cool. And then, the first one was Cliffhanger. Mm-hmm. I think Cliffhanger is gonna have to be my man. Oh, I well, think Cliffhanger is well. gonna have to be my man just because I don't know. I feel like I've seen it a good amount of times and like. Um, the the one with the family, yeah, like that sounds like something okay. you have not seen before, like a group climb and like the fact that they're all family. And like, I don't know. I like that. I really like that. Cool. Okay. You know, all what? Right. it
0: might be a movie that enjoys a renaissance because of the episode that we just we're made. doing.
4: Yeah.
2: All right. Can you can you read off the titles again real quick?
4: Cliffhanger. Right. OK, Cliffhanger. Fall. Fall. Vertical limit.
2: Vertical limit. Okay, and vertical limit was the one about the family? Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna I'm buy that one. All right. <laughs> Just yes, best.
1: yes. I love it.
4: Who, I does, saw who it. doesn't
2: love a little, a little family hike that goes wrong, right? Yeah. <laughs> there you go. So, and then I'm gonna, I'll rent Cliffhanger. I think I think because I've actually I've only watched that once, so I'm I'm gonna give it I'm gonna give it a rent and then uh, man to the other one.
0: It's yeah, right. because
4: like man, the fall it'll be on streaming. You'll just like it'll come on. Yeah, it's like See, a piggy. It big game. is. Yeah. Watch it pretty 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 in the back. It's pretty <laughs>
0: terrifying. Of the three, that's the one's the most plausible. All right, let's talk creatures. All right. All okay, right, all right. so I'm just gonna talk some of the greatest creatures to stalk humans ever. We've got the alien xenomorph. The, xenomorph. xenomorph. Mm. the predator, also known as the yautja. I don't know how it's pronounced. <laughs> yautja. We try our best. With and then what's the? What should be the third one? Should the third one be ET? I don't know. That's what's not a creature that's Docks and. No, I, let's do this. Let's do Bruce. Let's do the shark from. Okay. Mm. Ooh. Mm. All right. Even Classic.
2: though I find ET scarier. ET scarier than jo- <laughs> all right. Hmm. All right, I'm going to go Predator number one for sure, so I'm going to buy that. Um, I will – I'm going to meh for the shark, Bruce from Jaws, just because I feel like I've seen that way too many times. Okay, cool. Just everywhere. T-shirts, movies, (laughs) clips on YouTube – it's a, it's a little overplayed now, you know. All right. You know, I love Jaws. Though, Fair enough. Hey, I'm, hey. I'm going to take that back. Yeah, we're
4: not saying the whole the whole film. We're yeah, just saying yeah. the creature itself. We're also
2: making yeah. you play an absurd game. Yeah, <laughs> and I love it. And, I love it. Um, and then yeah, I guess I'll, I'll rent the other one.
0: Xenomorph. <laughs> Xenomorph.
2: <right>. Okay.
3: <laughs> I'd probably have to buy Xenomorph just because I'm a huge aliens guy too. Okay. I'm a huge space guy in general. Just like I actually almost went to college for aerospace engineering, but. Wow, your I parents must know. be so proud of you. <laughs> oh, yeah, they were so proud of me. Um, <laughs> I hey, can tell
4: you that. I graduated from film school. My <laughs> parents are proud you of me.
0: You didn't have an aerospace
3: option, <laughs> I'll tell you that. There was
4: no option with math. <laughs> yeah,
3: <laughs> that's why I eventually had to be like, yeah, no, this is just not going to cut it. Math is not my uh, forte. But no, Xenomorph, for sure. Love aliens. And then Predator, number number two. for. I'd, yeah, I'd read Predator. I just saw Predator and Prey uh, recently, too. Um, and... Badass, like I, I love, I love that, I love that film. Um, and Jaws, we've seen it before. Dun dun, we already know it. <laughs> <laughs> right,
4: I love the unimpressed <laughs> this generation. Uh, 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 all
0: right, people. here we are with Ryan Ramsey, Babakar Karba, also known as Babs, the star and director of Deserted, which is awesome, and I want to see a feature of this so bad. Yes. Where
2: can people follow you? You can follow both of us on Instagram. My Instagram is Ryan P. Ramsey. Um, and then also, I I used to do some YouTube. So if you want to follow me on YouTube, I, my YouTube is Live Right Vlogs. <laughs>
3: amazing. Yeah, you can follow me on Instagram at babacar.b. Um, you can find me tagged into a bunch of shows and stuff. So you want to see some pics of my past productions, go ahead. <laughs> that's, that? That's amazing. <laughs> thank you so much for being here and joining the family. Yeah. Thank, thank
4: you so much. Thank you,
3: guys.
0: Here we are, and welcome to the special extra-Jewish part of our visit to the University of Arizona, because as everyone knows um, about this podcast, what what is one of the subjects we are most passionate about?
4: Jewish, women, stories, filmmakers.
0: You're saying that like I'm quizzing you, like you didn't (laughs) know we were going to talk about that?
4: I'm saying it like it's a headline news. Oh, each one is with an... Women, filmmakers, stories, Jewish so, women, in stories. and stories. And, and, mo- and our mom is one of our favorite subjects, too. And we'll and, have to talk about but, how you, I don't know how you cast our mom in your movie. Yeah. It's so weird. So, we'll get so into So, we, we,
0: we, I mean, it's amazing that today has really been a celebration of Jewish filmmakers because we had Lizanne Schuyler mm-hmm. and we had Chloe Peso. Yeah. And now we have with us uh, here uh, from the School of Theater, Film, and Television at the University of Arizona. You're getting so good at that. It's so hard You're getting to
4: so say. good at saying that.
0: On the eve of I. Dream, and widescreen, the director of The Art of Leaving Home, which is just a beautiful film, Hadas Bar, joined by producer Kyle, last name Kyle, help me out here for a second. Openshaw. Openshaw. Okay, good. I'm glad I didn't entirely try that by myself. <laughs> Kyle Openshaw, who is not a Jewish woman, but is no. a passionate filmmaker. Yes. And we're really proud to have you as Well, look. Hadas, we're going to start with this. We're not going to bury the lead. This movie made us kvel. You know that expression, right? Absolutely. That is for expression. the few non Jewish listeners of this <laughs> podcast. That is like the ultimate expression of like pride and your heart being full. This is a beautiful story of a granddaughter and grandmother uh, that push and pull of, of being in the same home and caring mm-hmm. for someone, but also needing to go out and find your own way. And, uh, well, we loved it. Congratulations.
5: Thank you so much. That's so kind to hear. <laughs>
0: um, and this film is also beautifully Jewish. And, and we talk about it all the time on our show. We love seeing stories where the Jewishness is part of the world. And it's, it's kind of part of the fabric of why people are doing things, not just... Uh, uh, the butt of the joke, or the personality defect that someone's trying to outrun, and even in this, where Jewish guilt is part of the tension, it's it's not demonized. It's it's so real.
5: Yeah.
0: Tell us, start there. Start at that at that point because that definitely got into our hearts right away.
5: Um, well, for me, my Jewishness is a really big part of my identity, um, but it's not who I am, it's part of who I am. I didn't want it to be like, these are what Jewish people are, and this okay. is who they are, and everything they do is because they're Jewish. No, it's just a part of our community, it's a part of our family, and it's a part of like why we are the way we are. Um, And that's also like not like you can't just make it the butt of the joke because it's not just the butt of the joke. It's also the butt of the hurt. (laughs) Uh. (laughs) It's it's part of the whole picture. (laughs) And
0: and I think when you look at the end of it, um, the end of the film, spoiler alert. Well, I won't give it all away. But our main character, she she uses the tradition of Shabbat. And that and that schedule, that Jewish schedule, that life schedule, yeah. to make sure that even though she's left home, she's anchoring herself in her grandmother's life. Could you talk a little about that decision?
5: Yeah. Well, so while I was writing this, I sent Kyle every single draft and made so him read it. Many so
0: <laughs> many drafts. We went through a lot of drafts. <laughs> Kyle, Kyle is like ready, ready for the mikvah. <laughs> It was exciting,
6: though. Like, it showed me how much Hadass cared because it was always like, oh, but what if I tweak this little thing or this little thing?
5: <laughs> I would change one word and make him read it all again. <laughs> you got to. You got to see how it reads in context of the yeah. whole script. So when we, I was writing it, uh, we talked a lot about the ending. Um, and I didn't really settle on the ending until, like, the week before we were shooting, which is funny enough. Um, but one thing that Kyle came up with um, while I was trying to come up with the ending, I was like, I don't want her to leave and be, like, can I curse?
0: Yes. Yes. Is yes, yes. a you, Grandma?
5: E- <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> I was, by the way, while I was watching this, rooting for it not to be that. Like I was, I'm on the same page as you. I'm like, yeah. Look, she's got to leave, but you can't just like,
5: yeah, All this grandma. It's to. her grandma. She mm-hmm. loves her like as much as like she harps on her. There's so much love there. That's where it comes from.
6: And I think my favorite part about the ending is that you feel the way you didn't want to for just like a moment <laughs> yeah. it really teases you teases you into
1: mm-hmm. yeah well because
6: you're
4: movie. there's there is room to have that that um experience of being frustrated and being angry we're not saying there's no room for that yeah. but it's wonderful to see the character is more i don't know nuanced
5: you know yeah. are yeah, yeah. That nuanced that's great that's the whole thing that Nuance is a great word. That's what I... I, want, I wanted it to be subtle. I wanted you to feel it the way... Like, it's it's complicated. It's, it's not just black and white. of Like, me and grandma kind granddaughter. Like, mm-hmm. it's, it's so
0: uh, when, many perspectives. When she it. leaves the necklace on the night table before she leaves... I was so like in the story. I didn't see a twist coming. I was like, what the hell is happening? <laughs> Not only is she leaving the grandmother, but she's leaving her traditions behind. <laughs>
4: <laughs> what is this? It's a red herring. And
0: then and it's the then, leave
4: behind so she can come back. And, and
0: it, was be- it was, and leave, so come back before the holidays. Ah, oh, it was beautiful.
5: Well, it's that's just, what Kyle came up with. He was like, right? She had a necklace that she left behind. Um, And I don't know, was that originally, like, did we talk about her coming back for it? Or is that, did that come later?
6: I honestly don't remember.
5: Yeah, I don't know. We just, we talked about how beautiful it would be if she had gotten a gift from the grandma and left it there. And then eventually we were like, she has to go back for it.
6: Yeah, I think that was the original idea of just, yeah, forcing herself. To come back,
5: like yeah, for and that—that's how we came up with the ending of like it is nuanced, and it's not just her leaving and leaving this whole world behind. She wants to go back. She wants to continue to be a part of her grandmother's life and continue that relationship, even though it's hard. It's worth it.
1: Mm-hmm. You
6: can't just leave. There's, yeah. there's an art to it.
0: Ah. <laughs> that kind of just hit me right now. That's amazing. Um, how did you cast our mom in this movie? Because. <laughs> this character on so many i mean not the not the like not the not leave home our mother has always been supportive of I
4: mean the she house. packed it's our right. bags for us i yeah. would say we were and we're like get out
0: but the thing with her was that the thing when they're when she's talking about calling i called i called twice <laughs> i'll call you back i can't remember how many times my mom says did you get my message i'm like i literally have no missed calls from
5: her. yeah yeah <laughs> Um, Yeah, that was actually really funny because, like, both of the actresses, when they came in, we had this, like, really long, extensive and... uh, Casting? Casting process. Thank you. Yeah. Um, And the second they both stepped in and said one line, we looked at each other and we were like, okay, that's it. Well, the chemistry
0: between them is really important.
5: Mm -hmm. Yeah, they're they're incredible.
4: Now, you had mentioned in a little pre-interview that they're not Jewish, Mm -hmm. but they said the the shabbat prayers very like more like authentically than well,
0: sometimes the jews in regular tv shows do I, so and that I, was a great how Jesus.
5: did you how did you do that how were you able to get them to do that well so on set i had sat with them 15 minutes prior to like shooting the scene and i was like we're gonna practice this a few times you'll have the paper there so you can see the prayers but i want it to feel like the way that i say it and the way that my family says it um, and then later when we went back for adr um, i practiced it with them like 15 times over just trying to get the pronunciation right because it's like it's, um, you don't read the words the way they're written you read it with like a sort of like um, like a rhythm to it that mm-hmm. yeah yeah yeah, that yeah. I mean to.
0: we see people blow it on TV all the time again yeah. even Jewish actors
5: yeah, yeah exactly so I just I wanted that that was like the biggest thing that like was important to me in post production is that that felt right and that felt like just another Shabbat with them
4: and It was very natural. So Good. all of your hard work to get it exactly precise actually reads. as being very natural. So Good. it says a lot. It says a lot about you.
6: It was a really cool moment to watch like on set. I think Hadas kicked everybody out of the Airbnb that we were filming in and just sat down at the tables with the candles and the actors and went over that for probably like fifteen minutes yeah. on set as well with them too. Yeah. And just like watching that felt intimate from afar.
5: That's and really wonderful. I also explained to them like why we do it, explain the importance of it and like the importance of like women in the family. That's their time to come together and do it together and like bring in the light and wash away the darkness and like all of that. I explained that to them, which I thought was really important for when they do it. You can really see it in them. Yeah. I I love that.
4: That's- I I just yes, 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 yes. Thank <laughs> you. Yes. For for taking such a um a detailed approach to
0: it. Um so we learned also when we were chatting earlier that there's this fun supermarket. I just think it's fun because it's kind of funny to see them <laughs> interacting. I mean, it's, you know. Um, this fun supermarket scene—that's the supermarket where we were, where we bought our food. From yeah, we,
4: we were. Stayed, where we
0: knew where were <laughs> staying at, where we had our lunch right before we did this interview. Well, what, that. So we've heard some some really interesting location stories from all of the different filmmakers we've talked to. Gyms, mountains. Yeah. What about Joe's? What is it like? Jumpin' Joe's Johnny market. Gives. What's it called?
4: Johnny. Johnny. What?
0: Johnny Gibson's Johnny, Johnny
4: Gibson. Gibson's Shout out to Johnny market. Gibson's downtown market. Yeah. Uh, um, Which
0: is, like, an interesting mix of, like, a Whole Foods and a New York bodega. Slash yeah. yeah, that is yeah. a great way to there's describe like, <laughs> that place. There's, like, Pop-Tarts and Organic Bread.
5: Yeah. <laughs> 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 They've got, like, the Hostess Donuts and, like, yeah. handmade, like, <laughs> <laughs> art. <Yes. laughs> it's, it's Something <laughs> for everyone. Yeah. Um, well, Kyle was, like, a big part in, like, getting locations. Um, uh, <laughs> we had two really interesting locations, the bus stop and the market. Right. The bus stop was really, really hard to get. The market. Wait, the bus stop was hard the to get? I figured you just
6: like went up there us. and
4: just shot it and oh, didn't even ask for permission. To. We had we
6: to. Did. <laughs> Actually, we're really glad that we did ask permission because security came while we were filming and if and we didn't have a, a, permit, or a permit. All
4: right. Yeah, yeah. You're learning some good, some good lessons <laughs> here. So what was the, as a producer, walk me through the challenge, the problem solving. How did you get it? Would oh, you?
6: boy. Well, I think most of actually reaching out to the bus stop came from Hadass. Um, but like, we went and had a meeting with them. And the only place that we were we, allowed we, to film. We've called
0: that with another filmmaker. Um, we have this great friend, Chen Drachman, out of New York. Um, and we call that Israeli swagger. <laughs> I mean, oh, yeah.
5: I'm going to get what I want. Let's yeah. see yeah. how I get it. <laughs> yeah.
0: I saw that. Anyway, <laughs> a lot of that. Kyle, continue. I just wanted to make sure to give Chen a shout out and talk about Israeli swagger. Totally. Yeah, I mean, I think...
6: At the end of the day, we were forced to film at like this bus stop transfer station, mm-hmm. um, which had problems on its own, and they told us that we weren't allowed to be on the bus, um, but you'll notice... That mm-hmm. at the end of the film we are on a bus.
5: <laughs> um,
6: there are. They
5: didn't tell us we cannot go on the bus. They said we cannot give permission for you to go yes. on the bus. Oh, right. there right. we go. Um, so there was a bit of a. It's great. That's great. We gray. thought those words
6: that's were gray. very important. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's. that's meant it that some way. Talmudic. Interpretation yes. right yeah, there.
1: Absolutely.
6: I think we danced around some rules
0: specifically. I'd love there's some guerrilla filmmaking
6: here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, so the University of Arizona, like before I went into like produce this, I'd sit down, read the rule book, see like what the U of A Very guidelines were. Rule book. Yeah. And a big rule is you do not roll a camera in a moving vehicle.
5: Oh. It's too much liability. Okay. Yeah. Fair um, enough. Just like, the biggest thing that we're not allowed to do.
6: <laughs> right. Yeah. So Don't do it. Films no cars.
5: They'll get around it with shooting in the thing and then just like whipping lights around to make it seem like it's like, oh, like at okay. night perhaps like the street really We didn't low. do that.
6: Mm-hmm. We just got on the bus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um it but we figured
5: like, well when I wrote it, like the last draft was like she gets on the bus and she leaves. That was like the last mm-hmm. draft. It
6: was such a good shot was, to end with.
5: It was like I I sat down with my DP and my director of photography, and we were like, okay, if we can't get that shot, what do we want to do? We just left it blank. Oh. (laughs) Because we were like, there's nothing else that we can do, but we can't let our professors know that we're going to get.
4: Listen, I'm not going to say I encourage this, but there is, because I don't want to get into trouble with our friends, the professors that we just had a lovely chat with. So I'm not telling you, but there is a saying that goes, ask for forgiveness, not permission. Well,
6: and that's what we figured, and there's a professional driver who... You know, sees random stuff happen in the back of their bus mm-hmm. all the time.
5: Oh, so we he was figured... not concerned at all. We got on there with a the camera. Oh, like... this is
0: a public bus driver? like Yeah, you No. Know. No, Like it's humanity, like those you know guys we see. They're
5: like someone with a camera, and
4: that's <laughs> um, not. A I mean, video. also, everyone has
0: a camera on their phone. I mean,
4: yeah.
0: Uh, so, but that's really interesting because one of the films. Uh, that we saw Roxy's film, Roxy's from last, she graduated last year. Mm-hmm. Her film was about the car. There's a t- well, the a whole, thing whole thing is whole c- about a moving vehicle. But I think
4: they're filming him driving from that. Yeah. They're filming from the outside, but then uh, I don't know that whole car. movie, that entire movie yeah. is just a car. And
0: that's yeah. a yeah. beautiful, it's movie. A great movie. very sad, <laughs> beautiful. Though. Uh, um, okay. So who are your inspirations, filmmakers that inspire you?
5: My biggest inspiration is Greta Gerwig. I'm obsessed oh. with her. I want to be her when I grow up. I every single interview she's ever done, I've watched multiple times. Um, so when I was starting to write this script, I'd watched Lady Bird, mm. um, which I love that movie. I love the like complicated relationship between the daughter and the mom. Um, and like I love my mother to death. but there's like hints of like our relationship in there. I think everyone can relate to that. So when I started writing that, I watched that, and I was like, I need to make a movie just like that one. <laughs> I love that. That's wonderful.
4: But
0: Jewisher.
5: But Jewish. Jewish-er. Yeah, yeah. And
4: yourself, Kyle?
6: Um, I don't know if I have like a specific name. I feel like I get really attached to certain movies for like mm-hmm. different aspects. So I'll put out Twelve Angry Men as a great. Oh, that's a great like one. Like the original. The the OG 12 Angry Men. I mean, the whole
0: movie takes place inside of
1: one room. That's a great movie. Yeah, Jack Yeah, it's
4: just a bunch of people talking.
0: And Rod Steiger? No. No, he's in the remake. I don't Mm -hmm.
4: know. No, Jack Lemmon? Jack Lemmon. I didn't even know they did a remake. No, I think you're thinking of the second version. Yeah, they did. No, the original black and white white one. This is, (laughs) yes, that is The original black and white one, that has to be Jack Lemmon.
5: That's what, from the 50s? 40s.
4: Oh boy, I should know. I brought it up. <laughs> okay, so first of all,
0: Becky and I are idiots. We're thinking you you we I'm both, thinking of
4: I'm we thinking we both has to be.
0: referenced I think the wrong one.
4: No, it has to be Jack <laughs> no, Lemon.
0: Henry Fonda. Oh Henry Fonda. Martin Balsam, <laughs> E. G. Marshall, Jack Klugman.
4: There's a Jack and Jack
0: Warden. I don't know Wait, so then which one years. is Jack
4: Lemon? Is definitely in no, a version of No, he's in
0: years. the remake. But
4: what year is the remake? <laughs> like
0: it's in the nineties or? Oh no! no I'm way! Story,
4: I'm. This is all right. Yes,
0: and it's the one that it's the one Jack Lemon <sighs> and Rod Steiger are in. Sorry, well, anyways, this is what happens anyways. when you. <laughs> this is, this it's a is a great the movie. It's, oh it, George C. Scott, not Rod Steiger. It's Jack <laughs> Lemon. George C. Scott, Hume year, Cronin. What year is that
4: one with? Davis. What year is that one with Jack Lemmon? Wow, Courtney B. Vance, what What cast? year?
1: <laughs>
4: no, wrong direction. Welcome Go to, to our top. podcast
1: where we
0: just IMDB things.
4: 1997. Oh, shit. 1997. I'm that one's really, version
6: is great, is too. My brain is very scrambled.
1: But clearly right Kyle has just, more authentic have, taste yeah. than that. It's <laughs> all in a
0: room, and it's somehow interesting
1: mm-hmm. the yeah. whole it's way amazing. through.
0: It's mm-hmm. amazing. Uh, I love that. I love that. Okay, what's, so one question. I don't to get to know our filmmakers. And once and everyone. I have questions that I love to ask people about movies. It helps me get to know them. Like, am I going to be friends with them or not? And so mm-hmm. the question I ask, for example, is what's your favorite music moment in a movie? Score, song, whatever. You don't have to answer. Oh. I mean, you can if you want to, but that's not the point of this question. <laughs> what is a question about movies you would ask someone to get to know them? Mm. That is such a good question. It's a,
4: it's a twist on a twist. It's a twist on a twist. question on a question. A twist. On a so question.
0: what's your question you ask? So then all you have to come up with is the question, and if you want, we'll answer it.
4: Oh, my god. <laughs> well, now I have to we're we're going to be so generous, and we're going to answer <laughs> your questions. in
5: your our video. podcast about your, your movie. movie. <laughs> How
6: <laughs> the turntables.
5: I came up with one. This is one that I've asked, I think, a lot of people. What's the movie that got you into movies?
4: Oh, it oh, that's great. Brought some um, emotional uh, response to uh, you. Wait Until Dark. It's Ooh. an old Audrey Hepburn movie where she plays like Love a Audrey. blind woman and it's like a thriller, suspense thriller. And I was maybe 10, nine or 10. I mean, I would watched a lot of movies, obviously, but the, that moment where something switched to me, I was like, I want to do that. Yeah. Um, I was at home. It was like playing on TV or something because we didn't rent it. And I, I don't even think I started it at the beginning. I think I turned on the TV and it was partway through. And I was like, I need to know who she is and what this is. And I just was mesmerized by that by that film. But the but the movie that made me want to pursue film, like and say I'm going to go to film school one mm-hmm. day, was Rushmore. And I mm-hmm. saw that when I was probably like. Fourteen or fifteen, I and maybe. Seen it. And this is easy. Rushmore. For um, me, Wes Anderson, early.
0: This is easy this for second, me I home. didn't go to film school. <laughs> for me, the movie that made me love movies—the earliest memories I have—are of the original Star Wars. Like that. Yeah. Like that is like that is so infused into my childhood. Mm-hmm. And like we have videos of me at four years old with my parents interviewing or parents' friends interviewing me, asking me about having watched Star Wars earlier that day. I don't remember not knowing. That Luke Skywalker is Darth Vader's son, right? Like, there was no point in my life where I found that out. It's just in me. And so, if I ever love movies, it has to start there. But you, Kyle, I want to know the answer to this. This is hard. Um, what is the movie? And... Have Becky and I seen the remake? That's the real question. <laughs> do we
5: know who is, who is in it? Well, I have an answer that you gave me at a different point. Oh, if please. If you want me to tell. No, yes. Would you, you,
0: would you mind me? answering this for me? This is, how <laughs> you got the jo- this is how you got the job as producer. This is how exactly. we
5: know you guys are really a team. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is, okay, I watched this movie two years ago because I felt like I had to watch it and I hated it. And then I, I told you I hated this is. movie. And then you were like, that's the movie that got me into film, Fight Club. Oh. oh,
6: yeah. Well, so my, when like growing up, yeah, my parents were pretty strict like about technology <laughs> and they would always take away my phone, iPad at night, couldn't touch it. Um, but I got a laptop and they didn't <laughs> take that away from me. And so late at night, I would pull up movies on my laptop and it would always be these crazy like Fight Club, A Clockwork Orange, like all these movies Whoa. that I should not be you should watching. should not be watching before
4: bed. But I
6: loved it. It was like... It was like this whole world that I w- shouldn't have been in, but I was in, and it just made me so enthralled by the yeah. idea of making... Five F- a pretty okay. rad
0: that's movie. I saw it in the theater the, when I'm, it came it's out. Pretty <laughs> rad but movie. it might
4: also be... It, it, it. I'm happy that you think it's rad, because it came out when we were in high school, college, something like that, and so it was like very... No, that's like it's a big deal,
0: but I can also right. understand not liking it, so it's weird because yeah. right, because it's not like it's we're not saying good or bad,
5: right? Right, right. We're saying just like, just did you it like it or not? Did it? I did did not it? Like There's and a lot what's of what's your movie? What got you into wanting to make? Well, it's a funny it one because I don't have an answer. I never have an answer for a favorite <laughs> of any series, an it's
0: answer not a favorite, but not like, a favorite. Yeah,
5: yeah. what was it, it was like that? Light well, bulb Greta goes Gerwig off.
0: was, I mean, was Was
5: it? Well, that came later. Oh, that came later, yeah. I mean, okay, so my family were obsessed with movies in general, it's like a family thing, so. We've been watching since day one. <laughs> um, I don't know if this counts, but the movie that I watched on repeat growing up and all my siblings watched on repeat growing up was Shrek. That's oh, great. Yeah, of <laughs>
4: course. It's wonderful. a wonderful movie. It's a
0: wonderful movie. Wonder- I ju- the just first showed Shrek, that to too. my
4: kids. I just show that to my kids. Did they like it? They loved it. I they- mean, how could you not? Yeah, but they also were really into Mulan, and then you have the Mushu-Donkey crossover, oh, so that really... Yeah, that's really?
5: how my siblings and I learned English watching that movie. <laughs> that's great.
0: So you all have Scottish accents. Oh my
5: god, I wish. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, here's another question. Um, these are all like our questions we love to. Ju- our audience loves to know what people think. Okay, mm-hmm. so if you if if you were gonna surprise, uh, su- what's a movie that would surprise people that you like? So my big one is always Cats, the musical, the movie. That no way. It su- doesn't surprise. It surprises you because we just met. Everyone who knows me knows that I'm like a Cats super fan. And oh. I love that movie. <laughs> I know it's not perfect. I have, but I have, Becky and I, appeared on the all bros podcast um which is another podcast oh my
4: god i had to like leave after three hours of talking about cats i was like I, nobody I, they tweeted out does
0: anyone want to come on and defend this movie and i didn't we didn't know each other and i said i will be there three <laughs> hours later defended
4: it on like four different podcasts yeah
0: i'll just this one wait, of my wait. superpowers my so
4: in my my movie that surprising that is my favorite movie or like a movie that i love that i've seen how many times how many times have i seen it um
0: is it Avatar? Yeah, the original the Avatar, the, the first oh
4: blue God. people Avatar. I think I've seen it. This
0: film snob loves 15. James Cameron movies so much.
4: Oh and I like don't think I like them a lot. And then we turn them on. I'm like, this is. The, I'm gonna be here. I'm gonna let's just watch it twice in a row. I started showing Avatar to my kids? I mean, it's now a i got movie. movie. It's so.
5: It's really great. Yeah. For so, me, you're um, giving
4: me a look like <laughs> mm, maybe I'm not taking her as seriously anymore. What do you think of the new one? Oh, I, I loved I loved I, the new one. I, I saw it
0: with Becky I saw it and twice. I was I only going to I was only going to see it once because I had one time in me. No, for I course.
4: needed to see it once in 3D and once in regular. But of course, because yeah. I needed Becky to be was
0: to... so mad that I booked us 3D tickets. No, but then I, then I loved it, it I'm, and then I I'm loved seeing it. seeing this, I'm only seeing it once. I so loved I'm going to see it the way he intended to make it. I thought it was far better than the first one. I I thought really? I thought it was amazing the second one and I think that I really think that what he achieved in directing to the extent that I understand directing like that fish chase was unlike anything I've ever seen and it just blew my mind the whales? and I think the 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 first introduction of the whale when it chases him Oh yeah when it chases him when it chases him and I also think the stakes in that movie because they're so directly tied to an actual family mm-hmm. and not just like a bunch of people fighting over control of this tribe that we don't know yet yep. was just deeper and it's gorgeous It's
5: really i mean it was a awesome. really
0: flashy like
6: yeah cgi it's, show it's but very but
5: very rightfully so i guess all of that for me my movie that i mm-hmm. everyone's like why do you like that it's this whole scream franchise i'm obsessed with
1: <laughs> <Scream> franchise. <laughs> that's great Wait, we
4: just
0: worked on a whole project with
4: it
5: yeah i really i'm obsessed
4: i've well he's he, tyler
0: gillette alum of your school <laughs> <Cool>.
4: yeah, <laughs> yeah he's the, and the new ones
0: i i'm not i i the first three i love mm-hmm I don't blame the things that I don't like about the fifth one on Tyler Gillette, because Tyler Gillette made maybe one of my favorite movies of the last 10 years in Ready or Not. Mm-hmm. Um, but tell us what you love about Scream.
5: I think it's so funny that they they just, like, they list out all the tropes, and then they follow through. They're, like, making fun of themselves, which is hilarious. Um, I think that they did an amazing, like, marketing strategy with everything. Um, I love, I just it's so entertaining. <laughs> it's so funny Did you see the watch. sixth one? Oh yeah, I, I haven't twice. seen it. Yet.
0: Okay. Yeah. It the, which one was better, the sixth or the fifth?
5: I really liked the 6th one. I was laughing as I was watching it. Oh, that's like,
4: great. That's what you should be doing yeah. in a scream movie. Yeah. I also
5: I love laughing. cheesy movies. I think it's like wonderful like every disaster movie ever I'm in the theater laughing hysterically cuz <laughs> they take themselves so seriously, but scream does not That's they're, great. That's so smart.
0: It's <laughs> awesome. All right, Kyle.
5: What about you?
1: Do
0: we know your surprising movie? Um, I think honestly
6: anything from Studio Ghibli <laughs> anime <laughs> seems to have like a weird like you either love it or you hate it.
4: Yeah, and
0: I kind of love it. We're
4: in a big love it house. Yeah, and, yeah. yeah. And Even we, not, we
0: love it. I don't understand it, but it, it like it gives a chemical reaction. Yeah. So like Totoro, like I can't tell you what happened in that movie, it's but there's so a cat relaxing. bus, and Rage I'm watching and and it makes happy. Feel something, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's so wild. Okay, the film is the Art of Leaving Home. Yes. The director is Hadass Bar. Producers Kyle God. Openshaw. What, is
1: that right? Did he get it right? It is.
0: That was perfect. Oh, premiering God. tomorrow yeah. at I Dream, Dream widescreen. And Wide widescreen, or today, depending on when this gets released, <laughs> or <laughs> yesterday. But premiering
4: at I, premiering I-, at I
0: Dream and Wide widescreen. Saturday. Yeah. The May sixth, May sixth, seventh yeah. uh, or sixth. 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 At the Fox Theater, right? Mm-hmm. Fox Theater. Yeah. And um, where can people continue to follow you as a filmmaker, Hadass, as you continue to make awesome movies?
5: Great question. Um, I currently do not have a website.
0: Okay. <laughs> All right.
5: Um, you can follow me on Instagram at Motech, M-O-U-T-E-C-K.
0: Which is Hebrew M-O-T-E-C-K for sweet? For,
5: yeah, sweet. it was my cat's sweet. name. Aww. She was a baby. That's... Oh, and before we wrap up, I want to talk about my grandpa a little bit. Oh, yeah. 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 Sure. Um, so <laughs> my grandpa actually was in the industry. He was a DP, nominated wow. for an Oscar. Um, he worked on Terminator, Ghost, et cetera, et cetera. Whoa. Whoa. Really cool guy.
0: Terminator. <laughs> That's amazing. That's a huge inspiration.
5: Yeah. So when I um, was applying to colleges, I was applying as a psych major. I was not thinking about film. And I was talking about it with a friend. And I was like, I don't want to do psych. But I guess I have to. What else would I do? And she was like, what else would you do? And I was like, huh. And I called my (laughs) sister crying. And I was like, I think I want to be a film major. And she was like, duh. (laughs) Um, So we sat down at dinner like the next week after I'd already applied as a film major everywhere. And I sat down with my grandpa. And I was like, I'm going to go to film school. And he was quiet the entire dinner. And at the end of the dinner, he goes, "There are more women in film now than there was when I was in film," and I was like, "Okay, cool." Um, <laughs> that was That's good great. to know. And then um, recently, he's just all of our biggest supporter. I. Everything that we do, we'll walk in a room and he'll go, everyone, these are my grandchildren. Uh (laughs) Um, So recently I called and told him that I was doing this podcast and I was going to be on the radio and I was going to have an article written about me and all these other things. And he just goes, oh, oh, I'm falling. I'm falling. (laughs) Uh And he he called my mom and she was like, she's doing it. She's going to do it.
1: Oh, well, (laughs) we'll we'll have
5: great audio clips. Well, him, wonderful
4: shout out to your grandpa. Yeah.
6: Shout out to your grandpa.
5: Yeah. yeah. He'll be here this weekend. So Oh, that's
4: <laughs> amazing. Oh, that's wonderful. I'll be here well. for you. And and thank you for to your grandpa. What's his name?
5: Adam Greenberg.
4: Adam Greenberg, thank you, Adam Greenberg, for inspiring Hadass to go into film because now we are very grateful for the for the works that she's created. Yeah, creating. for the what you're
0: doing it means so and, much to and us. And
4: it really does. So
0: tell telling stories and telling stories specifically about Jewish women in this complex way is again something we deeply believe in and we've talked about on this show for years and we can't wait to continue to champion your work mm-hmm. Kyle just because you worked on this we feel the same way about you yeah you. no and because you're one of the other amazing students here at the University of Arizona where can people follow you yeah fo- and do you have any cool family members <laughs> I have I mean they're
6: all cool I think they'd come at me if sure. I didn't say that <laughs> but not involved in film. My dad's a photographer and cool. videographer up in Flagstaff, so all of my yeah. camera knowledge came from him. That's great. awesome. Yeah. I was bred right into it. Is
5: a really talented DP and photographer.
6: Amazing. Yeah. That's great. A lot of so, fun. so if you want to see any of my stuff, my Instagram handle is at @framedby35. So come follow along. Thank you. Amazing. All
0: right. Great. Thanks for being here. Thanks for being part of the family. Thank Thanks you for having so. us. Here we are and welcome to another University of Arizona I dream and widescreen episode of the Friday Night Movie Podcast. We have with us director Zach Richardson, who made the I think inspiring mockumentary, The Rise of Ronnie about uh, a dude who I think... I My interpretation, and I'm curious as to what you think, about a dude who is relentlessly optimistic about his ability to get in the ring for a boxing
4: match. Relentlessly optimistic or delusional. You know, I read it as someone who... Who's right?
7: Well, the intention was that, yeah, he's delusional. Okay. But, uh, uh, but it- I, I found out when we were screening that everybody just loves Ronnie so much, and like they all just fell in love with him and his actor, so... It kind of ended up being the more optimistic side.
0: Okay, so that's interesting. Yeah, Michael Pierce is an underdog that you really want to root for. And there's this moment, the moment that I think it clicks for me that he's a hero and not like the butt of the joke is the dad character who is so mean to him and so funny and mean to him that you, you, like, I immediately get in the corner. Okay, please take this.
4: As one hundred percent a compliment when I say that I kind of identify with the dad character.
1: <laughs> because I'm
4: like, no. I'm like, Ronnie, you're being an idiot. You're gonna get your ass kicked. You're not even really working out and practicing. What are you so I'm like I'm more like with the dad. Right. And then
0: exactly. the dad Settle this nice. debate for us too.
7: Well, you know, that's the interesting thing is you know, uh, the me and all my classmates like do screenings with each other. You know, we all watch each other's movies, and nobody in the class could agree on the dad character either. Ah. I was just sitting there like, I must have created the most complex character <laughs> in cinema history. But you know, when I was originally writing this uh, with my producer, um, that was sort of like the intention at the beginning. Was just like, we just kind of want to make fun of this guy, just like be cruel to him all the time, and then, you know. I did such a apparently good job casting Ronnie that you know, like I said, everyone fell in love with him. They're like, no, this just feels mean, you know, like we don't like how the movie ends. So I actually had to go back and reshoot some of the movie to like <laughs> have a more optimistic tone, like especially at the end. And so
4: I was right because when I was watching it, sh- this was the debate we were having. I was like, I think this movie's being really mean to him. I think there'd be, but then, but then I'd be like, no, but it's also really funny and endearing and the ending is optimistic and he's so, and the, as soon as he goes to do his fight, he's so cute in the ring. <laughs> but I, I definitely was like, I think, it, and then, so I, I think you actually ultimately straddled that line really, really well because while it has the hits of, are, is this a bit mean? It also has the hits of the, the sweetness and the optimism and the sincerity.
0: If, if I may... It's treading the line between the British office and the American office.
4: Yes.
7: (laughs) Yeah, I I have not seen the British office, unfortunately. It's meaner. It's the meaner meaner one.
4: It's it's Ricky Gervais, so it's much meaner.
7: But then, like, you know, maybe that's just me. Maybe I'm a mean guy. I thought it was so funny when I was (laughs) being mean to Ronnie all the time. And then it's just like but he's acting you weren't being mean to me character. we mean yeah. the
4: character and that you're creating he does a really great here.
7: he's so real i,
0: know. I
4: actually <laughs> i actually didn't think he was acting and i got nervous and i was like i know it's a mockumentary but i feel like they cast a real person and are making a mockumentary <laughs> cuz i think he was so great
7: well, yeah me and my producer like lucked out so much casting ronnie because when we were casting we were actually going around Tucson to our different like improv mm, theaters around smart. town and we ran into both of them at the same place. And like, I just went up to him after the show. I'm like, would you like to be in my movie? And just right away, he was like, oh, yeah, of course. I've actually like been in some student films before in the past. And like, it was so fun. That's so, That's much, that so good. And it worked out so perfectly.
4: Now, can I tell you my actual favorite moment? Oh, wait. I'm
7: going to oh, tell me. you how I experienced a
0: favorite <laughs> moment. Because we're sitting on the plane. You go. The two of us mushed next to this poor lady who had to listen to us talk the whole time. <laughs> and I just hear Becky cackling. Well, I'll shoot because we're watching it it's about true. a couple minutes apart.
4: Cackling
0: at this moment. Yeah.
7: Go ahead.
4: And, oh, right. It's true. And it's when they're at the boxing match and the camera turns to you and the boom operator and the conversation between the two of you that it's like, is this legal? Should we be <laughs> filming? This? Are we going to, this doesn't seem right. I'm just not sure if this. like that conversation. When,
0: when they say like, we think he might we th- die. We
4: think he might die. <laughs> it was like whatever it is that they say. It was. It killed me. I just. I was laughing so hard. The timing was great. It. The perform you two of you your little banter and and the way it shot where it's that like janky half shot where you're, it's not like you're not really filming but the camera's just kind of. Anyways, uh, just that was. It was something. It was like a classic move that you might see in The Office or Parks and Rec or any of those mockumentary style shows and. um Anyways, it was great. It was, it was a really great
1: moment.
7: I know. I appreciate that. Like, a lot of those moments, um, we actually kind of did come up while we were filming. Because I, I was working with a very small crew, like, comparatively to everybody else. I think the biggest it ever got one day was, like, six people.
4: Oh, wow. So Nice, lean crew.
7: Yeah. And, like, I, I think th- these films work best when it's, like, a collaboration. So those are, like, questions I would ask. Um, like, when we were filming, I'm like, how can we get the crew involved? Like, what would they be thinking right now? And so, I think, you know, if I made any good decisions (laughs) during the filming, it would be, like, at the beginning when I was getting my cast and crew together because, like, they were all just so helpful and collaborative and helped me, like, come up with some of the best jokes. And I got the movie wouldn't be half as good as it was if I wasn't working with everybody together.
4: Okay, so two things to respond to that. One, that's what makes a great director, is knowing the right people to bring on to help you realize your vision. So it speaks a lot to you as a director, and it speaks a lot to the program, that the people in your program are are folks that you want to collaborate with that are elevating each other's projects. And I just find it so exciting and inspiring to hear that and to know that behind the scenes, that's what's going on. So that's really cool. Now I'm wondering: Does this mean you're a fan of mockumentary <laughs> movies, shows? You like watch a lot of Christopher Guest movies.
7: That was actually the big one because, um, like at the beginning, like a whole year ago when we everybody was writing their movies, I told my professor I was like, I want to make a mockumentary, and he's like, Okay, which ones have you seen? And I was like, Uh oh. <laughs> 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 I had seen like maybe one before, and it was a Christopher Guest one, which was uh, Best in Show. Yeah. And my professor like pulled me aside. He's like, "Okay, what you need to do is you need to go watch more Christopher Guest movies." Yes. So I like I was like re- I think my biggest inspiration of being this is Spinal Tap. Uh, I, of
0: greatest of all time.
7: I mean that <laughs> movie. You know, up to
4: Eleven.
7: You know I was very you know, quote unquote inspired by mm-hmm. some of the jokes. I mean That's I great. borrowed a few of the situations that they had there, <laughs> but um. Yeah, he just ended up being huge inspiration because, like, turns out, like, when I said I want to make a documentary, I kind of didn't really know what they were. So it was, like, this whole year was just so much fun, like, learning about a whole new genre that I had no idea, like, what made it what it is.
0: So. Well,
4: your film stands apart. <laughs> I will say that. And, and I love knowing that your homework was, like, just go watch every Christopher <laughs> Guest movie. I mean, that's pretty cool. I
0: know. Did you even watch the one for your consideration? Like, the, you know, that one? That one I haven't seen. Okay. Sorry. That one's a deeper cut. That's like later. (laughs) That's post Mighty Wind. Um, In terms of when you're, let's say you're like interviewing people to be on your crew or just to be your friend. Uh, (laughs) When you
4: take (laughs) interviews for friendship, that is so strange. (laughs) Kids these days, the way they have to interview for friends. (laughs)
0: What's a question you ask someone about their movie taste to get to know that? Like, I ask people about what they like, a, movie, a music moment in movies. What do you ask people? And we'll answer it if, if you want to <laughs> Well, We had one guest once who asked the question. We were like, we'll answer it. She was like, I'm not interested.
7: <laughs> <laughs> Let's well, go back to talking about yeah, it. Yeah, when it came to this one, it's like, so originally, the whole plan was to have the whole movie like completely improvised. And, like, you know, I'd give the actors situations and then just see how it goes. Because um, that's, like, what Christopher Guest does when he does his movies. But the the problem with that, I found out, is that Christopher Guest works with his actors and crew for, like, months before the <laughs> shoot.
1: And I had maybe a
7: week. So that ended up not working out. We did have to go partly scripted eventually. We had to reshoot some stuff. but. That was what I was asking when I was like getting my cast and crew together. I'm like, can you do improv and like can you think on the spot? And most of them were like, Yeah. And you know it just ended up not working out that way. But that was sort of the selection process.
0: It's hard. Baby. I mean,
7: and also the people
0: Christopher Guest is using, these are like 30 year veterans. Like masters and have and have
4: all been collaborating with each other for decades. Yeah.
0: It's like a band that jams together, you know. You need <laughs> yeah. so, mm-hmm. so all right, and what's a, a movie that I mean, I don't know much about you. You're kind of mysterious. <laughs> but if, but what's a movie that if people were asking you,
7: people would be surprised that you like? I don't think I would surprise anybody. <laughs> really? Okay, all right. Well, tell us a movie that you like. I'm not a very good film student when it comes to knowing obscure and, like, uh, weird movies. That's you okay. Know? I like that's what's computer. popular. But, um, I mean... You know, if we're talking about comedy, which is what my movie's supposed to be, I think my favorite of all time would have to be *Planes, Trains, and Automobiles*.
4: Oh wow, uh, that's a bit of a deep cut, though. Su- it
7: surprises me people don't know about that because I think we, I've it's, seen it many times. So timeless, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, big one, and that's a big one. The
0: great heart. one,
4: yeah. Um, so, all right.
7: It might be one of the only Thanksgiving movies out there. So, yeah. it's what I watch mm. around Thanksgiving. Oh, yeah. Wait, Are
4: there other? Wait, Home for the Holidays. That movie's not there. No, but it's okay. What's another Thanksgiving one? Thanksgiving movie? Oh. I feel like there's always a Thanksgiving scene, but that's like very specific road trip Thanksgiving. I'm mean, going to have to think on that one.
7: <laughs> yeah, um, there's, there's other holidays. So, you guys seem like you know more than I do, and it's stumping you too. Yeah, no, well,
0: yeah, Thanksgiving does not usually come up. There's a lot of Thanksgiving episodes of TV shows. Wait, I'm gonna,
4: Zach, since you are mystery, I'm gonna rephrase that question. (laughs) Name me a handful of movies, three to five, let's say, that, that if you were gonna name these movies to me, they would describe you.
7: You're making me feel like a bad film student again, but it uh, no, no,
4: doesn't. Have, again, student. I'm not asking you to, like do. name like I, I,
7: as I just mentioned
0: to like the previous one. Fellini
4: films. You, yeah. it could be Guardians Cats, of the Galaxy. I love
0: Cats the musical, the movie, <laughs> <okay. laughs> like the new one. Yeah, yeah like I love <laughs> that. It's amazing. So Watch like, yeah,
4: it. we are the least pretentious, judgmental. Yeah, people. we're not. We high-prow. just want to get to know you. I just want
7: to know what you dig. All right. Well, I think the last big one I was into was like I'm just into the John Wick franchise. All right. You know, Okay. Big action guy, but. I don't really think you would get that from The Rise of Ronnie. That action <laughs> scene was not very big. <laughs> and then comedies is tough cuz like I watch comedies a lot of the times I'm like this is so funny and I think back on it and I'm like was it really? And then I would <laughs> be a little too harsh on it. But if I think about ones that like stand out to me I think probably like The Vacation, like National Lampoon's I Family
4: Vacation. I feel like these are all amazing ways yeah. to better and understand And you're talking you know. about
0: a Vacation European and Christmas, not not Vegas. No, Vegas. <laughs> no not, not you know the know what? I've one. seen
4: Vegas Vacation so many times, and I don't know why.
0: <laughs> You're a big Wayne Newton fan?
4: No, I don't know. With the Ethan Embry, with Ethan Embry in it. I've seen it so many times, I don't know why.
0: All right, all right. So that's your comedy, your action. I feel like, good, we're getting your whole yeah. Netflix genre And then, then
7: it's here. like, genre list. She might not appreciate me telling this story, but what my mom does whenever I'm home is she will often watch like the same movies over and over again. So when I sometimes when I watch the walk past the TV, that's just like always what's on. So I've seen probably like fifteen times, like Baby Driver. That's one of her oh, favorite movies. Oh,
1: that's, that's all right. That's like
7: the highest brow one of the group that you just gave <laughs> yeah. us. Yeah, I know.
0: That it, actually you have a cool mom. <laughs> the first or second episode of our podcast, six years ago, or five and a half years ago, was about Baby Driver. Was <laughs> it? It was. Oh, yeah. But it was mostly about how. I completely mixed up the actors and Baby Driver oh my God, and the that's guy who was right. playing young Han Solo. I thought they were the same guy. <laughs> that was really... We've had
4: a few of those mixed up on our podcast.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, and so being a a movie fan with, I would say, the people's taste, right? like, I mean, that's good. You're, yeah. you're a man of the people. You go to the movie theater? Every once in a while, yeah. Okay. Do you have like a preferred movie theater snack? Or do you just sneak in your snacks? Or...
7: I would have to say both. Okay. All right. So <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a big Starburst guy. Okay. I'm going to die on that hill that I think they're the best candy.
0: Now, just old okay. fashioned squares or the small, like gummies
7: or the. Oh, the know? small ones are terrible.
0: Okay.
4: okay. I have oh. recently rediscovered Starburst. The pink <laughs> Starbursts are blowing my mind and becoming more and more addicted to <laughs> them.
7: If you
0: eat. Too many of those It gives you a headache I know <laughs> I ate a whole bag Of those
7: once I know But then like The big thing That my family's into Is the popcorn mm-hmm. So then like I'm always just having that Because they're having it And then we bring it home Butter or no it. butter Oh extra butter Extra. Oh, my whole family's wow. crazy About the butter Oh wow Okay we're all Lactose intolerant <laughs> Jews <laughs> no in our family butter. We cannot have butter, no butter. Well I don't think Movie theater butter's real So you might <laughs> still be I good. don't think it's real either <laughs> it's,
4: it's, it's just chemical
7: It's just Oh my god it's Just oil It's, it's
4: flavoring it's <laughs> Liquid flavoring
7: And then, you know, my family acts like this is their favorite, and then we always just end up bringing it home, and then we give some to my dog, so. Okay. (laughs) Uh, Can I come back
0: to Rise of Ronnie for a second? Of course. Okay, because it's funny and heartwarming, Mm -hmm. even if you didn't want it to be. Um, I feel like there's a scene at one point in the workout scene where you blur something out. Yeah. (laughs) What was that? Well... Or was that, that to give the was impression? Was that supposed to be his
4: bulge? <laughs> or was like, that what like, was going like, on? It was, it
0: was hilarious. Like whatever wasn't was seen made me laugh. It was and really made me funny. I
4: agree. So
7: I think that did end up being like the whole class's favorite joke too. Um, <laughs> when I was editing that scene, or I'll start before. When I was shooting that scene, um, you know everything was fine until he sat down, and then something kind of showed up.
1: Oh, uh, no. Okay.
7: okay and I was I was, I was like, talking to my cinematographer. I was like. Do you think maybe you can, like, try and, like, maybe just get this top half or, like, just move the camera real fast? But then, like, so I'm editing, and it's not in there for a long time. Maybe it's just, like, two seconds. But I'm, like, I kind of don't want this in my movie. <laughs> but, you know. So I I added the blur. Which solved the problem and added in this joke I hadn't even it planned made on. It
4: so funny. That was, like, I have to tell you. Digitalize you hit, it in post. You <laughs> hit some comedy notes in there that are absolute gold. And and it, the film is fantastic as a just in and of itself. And I think it also really shows a lot of potential of like, I can't wait to see what you do next, next in yeah. this realm. As long as you remember to include the heart with the torture. <laughs>
0: Zach Richardson, congratulations on the rise of Ronnie. Thank you. We're thrilled to see you on the big screen tomorrow. at I dream of widescreen. I dream in widescreen. I can dream of widescreen too, but that's a different. I dream TV of
4: widescreen. in widescreen. I dream
0: of widescreen mm-hmm. in widescreen. Um, where can people follow you? Or no, you're you're quite mysterious. You're off the grid, right? No, <laughs> a little we- bit. Okay. I don't really have
7: much social media. Okay. Do you have
0: a place where people can watch your films or or when the University of Arizona puts these out on YouTube for a little bit?
7: Probably Probably that's the best way to find is the University of Arizona. I should make my own place. All right. But, um, yeah. I think I pretty much just use social media to post my dog, so. I'm right. mysterious by accident. I don't mean to be. Okay. <laughs>
4: just hilarious. Well, everything about you.
7: We're so
0: grateful for you being here, and congratulations on the film. And it's just a delight getting to know you and talk. To Thank you. Me. Thank you. All right. Bye. Here we are, and welcome to a special. Effects edition of the Friday Night Movie podcast here at the University of Arizona's Film Festival, uh, I Dream in Widescreen, the uh, put on by the uh, by the I've said this right how many times Theater, Film, and Television School, um, where we've talked to some
4: Theater, Film, and Television. That's
0: right. You've got it. You should just say it for us. I'll just
4: (laughs) do the TFTV.
0: Where we've talked to an amazing group of students and professors all day today, But one of the things that we love in movies that we're going to get to dive into now with Mateo Siegel is the effects, all of the post and, and production oriented things. Mateo has not worked only on Deserted, which we absolutely love, but three other films in the festival. Mateo, Welcome. Thank you for having me. Plug
8: the other films, by the way, while we're at it. Um, the Wizard No More, Sunbeam, and Old Times Not Forgotten. Awesome. All right. So feel free to reference all of them. We saw Deserted.
0: We loved it. Now, Deserted, it's got a creature. It does. It's got suspense. It does. It's got...
4: And you co-wrote this.
0: Yes. All right.
4: I mean... Tell us. You tell us? I mean, you're, you, a, you are...
8: What are we getting
0: at?
4: Co-responsible for the Were you the a terror. fan
8: of the opening scene?
4: Oh I my god! Like yeah, with my, the kid, I that was love my that. that I love that. The opening scene. Well, I absolutely love that cold open with the with the kid <laughs> and he's like run away. But he's like, I'm, I've left home, but also they don't want me <laughs> to be here. And then he gets eaten by the monster. That's yeah. great. No, <laughs> it's a great <laughs> it setup. Was,
0: it was a great setup because it was. It was really funny. Also, I, I c-
4: know like someone who's like lived in a van, and my husband's really into van. Becky has a, van lot van <laughs> a lot of van friends. We Becky have a lot of a lot van of, experiences. I'm, I'm a like, house This is person. what I'm afraid of. Yeah. I'm afraid of going and staying in the van and getting eaten by something. So this feels it's very a, totally real, like, realistic it's to me. A,
0: it's a rightful I, fear to have. I, I, I love the cold open because I li- love horror comedy. And overall, I would say the suspense really ticks up in this one, in the latter half. But that light maxed with horror i i cheered when he got taken just because i was like yes i love this
8: <laughs> what do you think about that reaction as
0: the person who wrote that scene
8: um i think that's what we're going for um i've never re- wrote horror before i'm fan i'm not even in fact i'm not even like a huge fan of the genre um i get scared quite easily and so <laughs> i stayed uh, straight away from it but Ryan was like, "I need a co-writer," and I was like, "Well, I'm I like writing, so I helped out." And originally, it was way more comedic in tone, and then we decided to go for a more serious route. Um, but I was like, "I still want to keep a joke in there because you know I wrote a lot of like jokes that I was very proud of," and I was like, "We got to keep this one at least," and so we settled on that one, and it was very much just inspired by Jaws, because you know the first time like, "Oh, these clueless kids, ha ha, nothing's gonna go bad." put in a situation in which something could go bad and then boom it does and so then it kind of starts off everything um yeah i think that's what i wanted people to take away from it I guess. that's cool I
0: and now the creature you were involved in the creature design because no. i oh you weren't involved I in the creature not. design which parts of that were you which of parts that. of this film were you involved in
8: um, I did the music and the sound
0: design. Oh, oh music. The
4: sound design was great. I think it was really it, that really stood out. <sighs> Especially, I think, because when you're when you're doing something with horror, you have to give that space between cueing the audience, right? Of like, hey, this is where we're headed. This is what you're gonna be feeling, but also giving them that space. And I actually yeah. think you you did all of it really well. And the bone and like the broken bone and the <laughs> ball and like all the icky, you know. There's
8: some yeah. great stuff in there. So I learned a lot from that one because, so I, so sound design's my passion. That's what I tend to do because I started off as a musician actually, and then I loved film too. And so I kind of met in the middle, but the thing about horror is that you don't want to be like too didactic with the sound design, be like building this anticipation of like these risers and these crashes and these impacts because then it takes away from the audience. And then it's kind of like, oh, you're assuming your audience just won't get it without these. I'm like, well, that's like the fault of the filmmaker. And so I tried to have like a good balance between like, boom, something's happening and like not have too many rises and falls and stuff and just kind of let the tension develop on the screen rather than me being like, oh, something's about to, happen, mm-hmm. about to happen.
4: I think you did a great job. I really think you did a great job with Thank that.
8: Thank you. And there's the rock climbing in
0: that. Does that mean that you helped design the... Because, right, obviously they filmed the rock climbing, but they mm-hmm. weren't necessarily every sound and foot and squish that happens. Mm-hmm. That comes later. So yeah,
8: right? the fun thing about this film, pretty much nothing was production sound.
1: Wow.
4: Oh, wow, yeah. that's a lot of sound design.
8: After um, the Van Man scene was the only thing that we used production. I love that, by the way, Mm -hmm. in the credits, isn't he Van Man? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) We didn't want to come up with
1: something more creative. I I was like, yeah. I'm
8: going to call your friend Joey Van Man.
0: Joey
1: the Van Man? Yeah.
8: (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, because when we, this was actually just like, we looked up like actual rock climbing spots, and we had like rock climbers on set. But when we got there, like, you know, it's Arizona. There's a lot of rock climbers there. Mm -hmm. And so there's people all around us. And so there's just making so much noise, like having a good time. And so we're like, well. Not using production sound. <laughs> oh, wow. And so my Pro Tools project is just built. Everything <laughs> I could, everything I could imagine. I was like, we gotta make it seem like this is actually being recorded on site.
4: That is great. That's fun. incredible.
8: That's a wild thing to build in I yeah. mean, in
4: Pro Tools. It takes tools. a lot That's of attention to uh, detail.
0: <laughs> all right. So one of the things I loved about meeting you so far when we were chatting before the show is you just love movies we were like jamming out to Marvel movies and whatnot so hence why I'm a film major right yeah well yeah but like some (laughs) you you don't don't meet a lot of film majors who are like let's talk about the winter soldier you know yeah (laughs) Uh, so if you could do we once interviewed an electrician by the way who worked on all the Marvel movies and did like all the LED lights and like on the on quite quite the responsibility yeah that's a big job yeah it's really nice guy um if you could design sound for any of the Marvel characters or franchises the existing ones if you want or i mean if you want to throw one you don't but like if you could put in the sound of 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 the next one are you going like big interstellar or are you going to do more like bone crunching you know daredevil punisher kind of stuff
8: both would be very fun <laughs> i would i think ant-man is what i would go for oh yeah because um I actually i'm really into science and like i love quantum mechanics and stuff and so just like the sounds like a lot i try to incorporate sounds of like that, like LIGO got, like, um, sounds of like gravitational waves and stuff like that. It's the thing I can do, and so I think that's like the most fascinating that thing is... sounds of space because you can like listen to like pulsars and stuff, and like, whoa, a bunch of cool stars. I, I it's heard
0: so the, cool. I heard the word pulsar probably for my first <laughs> time yesterday watching Star Trek Discovery. Yeah. So, oh, which is
8: fantastic. Do you I watch that Star show? Trek. Uh, well, oh.
0: The new shows? Have you watched any of the new shows? I haven't seen any of the new ones. Okay. I saw a little bit of Picard. My I, roommates watched that. I dig Picard. I'm, I've watched two seasons of it, and I'm like... I, I'm not a big... I'm more of a Star Wars guy, uh, but I kind of look at it and I say, I feel like Star Wars maybe should f- look at what these guys are doing because whatever they're doing seems more complete and enjoyable. Yeah. No. Uh, I mean, that's the infamous debate, you know? Star Wars. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm Star Wars because I like the fight of good and evil. I'm not... I like... You know, I'm not so interested in, like the the societal the techie, scientific yeah. questions and the techie stuff, but but I admire a lot of Star Trek and I really mm-hmm. like it, so it's not. But if I'm gonna pick one, I'm not gonna,
8: you know. But anyways, I would but, be in the middle. I think right in the middle. Right in the middle. They they both give different like things, different feelings. You can't get anything Star Trek gives from Star Wars, and you can't get anything Star Wars gives from Star Trek. That's yeah. true.
0: They even when they get close to each other, when Star Wars gets more into politics. And Star Trek gets more into lens flares. Yeah. Uh, Star Wars does
8: not need to talk about politics. <laughs> like, that's, that's, no one's watching that and being like, hmm, let me let me think about this. You don't expect poli-sci when you watch yeah. Force Awakens. <laughs> <laughs> <That's, laughs> I want that to be a t-shirt. That yep. is amazing. <laughs> um,
0: OK, so Ant-Man, so so quantum sounds. Yeah. So did you see, you saw quantum mania? I did see quantum Did mania. they use quantum sounds in that? Or um, things like that, that you would have put
8: in a sounding movie? They did uh, very good, I would say. But the thing about quantum mechanics is we don't know anything about it. It's, it's all just, theoretical. It's all, yeah, because of the Heisenberg uncertainty principle. Like You physically just cannot measure it without altering the course of it because it's so small. And wow. so no one knows anything about it. And so you kind of have to use your imagination. And so that's why I think it would be really fun to design, like, design those sounds because you can just get away with whatever. So People that's that's
4: really cool because you're when you think about creating sound design. I actually worked worked in post production and sound design for a few years, and w- one of like the really unique skills is doing exactly that is creating sonic branding or so- sonic these like landscapes for things that don't exist that don't have there's no Foley you mm-hmm. can do for it, and I find that a, just a really um, an exciting frontier in sound when, when people have to go into that. And uh, so I guess Media would allow one to do so.
0: <laughs> so I've got a, like a deep cut older movie for you. Have you ever seen The Adventures of Buckaroo Banzai I across love Across the 8th
8: dimension. dimension, yeah. Peter Weller. Yes. Oh
0: my God!
4: You this yeah. you're all right, he's, Jeff UK, He's an all-star yeah. all right. uh, you're, 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 podcast guest.
8: Yeah, you're an all-star podcast. I mean, the opening a, scene of that is incredible.
0: Right, and like, as going a, through the mountain. Yeah, yeah, the space between. I mean, that's the original Quantum
8: Mania. Yeah. Right? Okay, so can we just take a I, hard right turn and talk about this movie right now? Yeah, I have another thing. My professor brings that up in class because everyone was raving about everything everywhere all at once. Yeah, and he's like, "That's literally just Buckaroo eye for like modern day." <laughs> I was like, "I can get that argument.
0: I can give." <laughs> behind that even weirder though so i'm catching up on star trek discovery uh-huh. which michelle yao is in yeah. and plays multiverse versions of herself <laughs> in that movie in she, that in that she's show she's getting typecast which is all about mm-hmm. going between different universes and all this quantum stuff and i'm like wait a minute yeah, <laughs> is
8: this our, did, deja
0: vu was this her audition tape? that's <laughs> awesome that buckaroo eye is being talked about in film school so yeah. we have a game i'm gonna we're gonna take a you're gonna be the only one who did this today oh, I, but, but we have of, but i believe in you Oh God! We have a game that we play on the show called Pitch Imperfect, which is where there's a lot of versions of it. But we're gonna, you're gonna pitch, okay, a sequel to Buckaroo Bonsai, okay? Oh God! You get Peter Weller, you get John Lithgow, you get Christopher, Lo- you get basically all the living actors. You can have them back if you want them.
8: I, I think that is something that would deserve, like, a reboot entirely. I don't think entirely? I, mm. Yeah. Okay. I think new, new cast, new story, new everything. Okay. Updated okay. for a modern time.
0: Okay. Now, next question. We have a game we call Cast Away, like Cast Ellipsis Away. Mm. Who would you cast in a would modern version of Buckaroo Bonsai? Yeah. Who could who, play Buckaroo I mean, Buckaroo Bonsai, that is not an easy... I got a. I got a hot one. Okay. Oh, Robert Pattinson. Oh, I love it. So done. Yes. Done. 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 I love non-Twilight Pattinson. These are the best. Tenet Pattinson and Batman Pattinson.
4: There's like an algorithm going on here that is blowing. There's a quantum algorithm happening right now between the two of you.
0: (laughs) I love, I love like post-Twilight Pattinson. Cosmopolis Pattinson? I haven't seen that one. Cronenberg?
4: No, yeah,
0: I, haven't I, haven't seen I haven't seen that one.
4: Is haven't seen Is it. that new? Yeah, it's new. Yeah. yeah. Oh, 2012. Well, like, no, like, I, I mean it's new. I it's from Crow. ten years ago. Yeah, we're right My
0: my, do- my my first kid was born in 2011. I don't um, remember 2011. 2017. <laughs> <laughs> I don't uh, remember. You had other
8: <laughs> responsibilities going um,
0: on. But yeah, that's a great call. Um, okay, so who would you? Who would you put in the band in the Hong Kong Cavaliers? You don't need to be like you. You don't need to necessarily make perfect Tommy again or, you know, Pico or any of those guys. But if you
8: want to, you can, or you can just pick your own rogues gallery. I would make. I, I think one that I think would be funny, not an actor, but I'd get LeBron. I'd
1: get LeBron James. <laughs> that would be amazing. He, he's he, a
8: funny he, dude. He, as one of the Hong Kong Cavaliers. Yep, I mean, as just, himself or as a basketball player. No, he'd play a character. Oh, okay, he'd be like. Um, he'd wear a, a basketball jersey, obviously, be <laughs> yes. shtick, and he'd be the bass player.
4: Yes. That's great. That's <laughs> he, so
1: great.
8: He'd play the upright bass, but it's hist- like, comically large. Comically, because
4: yeah. <laughs> it's got <gonna> to fit him. <laughs> it's like
8: super tall upright bass. Like a seven, okay. eight
0: footer. That That's fantastic. That is amazing. I We might have reached... Podcast, I, yeah. We might have
8: reached no, where, that
4: where, movie. where do we go from here? I don't here? know
8: where we go from here. Um, Barbara Panson and LeBron in the same <laughs> Hollywood. Are you you know listening? What, You know what? The
0: like the lore around that movie because Kevin Smith was trying to make a TV show of it for stars, and the rights are are owned from all these different people, including like some oligarch that can't be found. <laughs> and... They're like they're, everyone's afraid to make it because they're afraid one of the other companies is going to come back, back
8: afterwards. Wait yeah. a minute,
0: we'll have,
4: we have yeah. a right. Yeah. We'll have to wait a hundred years until it's yeah. like until public, donate. public domain.
8: <laughs> <laughs> or you could just steal the ideas and call it something else. Uh, get yeah. Inspired. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, maybe I don't. Know. <laughs> uh, so, um,
0: if you're asked, so what question we love to ask people is is a question about a question. So, what's a question you ask someone to? know if like you're going to like about their movie taste that know if you're going to like them like want to hang with them
8: oh Um, and it's specifically about movies
0: yeah so i ask people like what their favorite movie moment in a music in a a music moment in a movie is Actually, I'd like to ask you that question okay. since you're doing cool. sound design, like you know, and
4: you're a musician. Ones had. that,
0: yes, ones that come to my mind are, you know, the ones with songs. The opening of Reservoir Dogs. The scene in yeah. that thing you do when they hear their out song on the record. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When they hear their record for the first time and they're running through the streets. That's my favorite.
8: Yeah, um, that's a great scene. Um, but how? But but it could also just be score, sound, quantum waves. Well, it's one of my mom's favorite songs of all time, but the ending of Breakfast Club, obviously. Oh, that's just a, cause yeah. one of the greatest music. Not a huge um, fan of that film, but I just have a lot of nostalgia with it.
1: Mm-hmm.
8: Um, one, another one. I, I, I like my mom was constantly watching movies as a kid, and so I have a weird taste. Um, the opening to Devil Wears Oh, yeah. Oh, Suddenly I see. Isn't that
0: KT Tunstall. Yeah, we
8: watch that with my kids all the time. We love that. We stop what we're doing when that's on like regular. They have um, a Ray LaMontagne song
1: mm-hmm. in that
8: film, How Come? And mm-hmm. he's one of my favorites. Oh. Oh. Probably one of the greatest folk singers of the past 20 years. That's really cool. So, what question do you ask people? Um. Or would you ask people? <sighs> I, I think a solid one because you want one that people like. Pretty much anyone can get. Mm-hmm. You'd ask them to rank the Star Wars films.
1: Oh. Like all oh.
8: nine. Well, no one cares about the last, the latter three, <laughs> <laughs> unless you do, and that's very telling of a. Person. Wait, are
0: you talking about the original three then, or are you? Are, there, are you talking the about first the prequels? six? It's so s- funny that you six. count those that way because for me, the prequels and the sequels are are sim- on a similar level for me. Also, because I've had the benefit of. Twenty years from ha- or thirty years. Mm. No, twenty so. years twenty five years, years since twenty five years since the 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 episodes one through whatever, the, the yeah. second three that are the prequel. Yeah. like I have the benefit of over twenty five years people going to like them more. Mm-hmm. So I, I can sort of see a future with right, people- what's
4: your ranking?
0: Yeah. Me? Okay, I'm gonna do but This is very
4: personal No, no, no to but I'm gonna, I'm,
0: gonna, I'm gonna do the nine Because I think I it's, touched
8: upon something That's well,
0: resonating Yeah, I'm gonna <laughs> do the nine Because it's, it's very relevant to me I'm gonna start from the bottom Yeah The bottom for me goes The Last
8: Jedi Okay That's the worst I, I've asked this question I've gotten that The it's exact either, opposite Yeah, it's either the opposite you love or, it or you hate yeah. it Yeah, you love it or you hate it That's I, the
4: extreme hate category I, 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 In I, this I, household
8: Throwing in Solo and Rogue One too Why not?
0: Let's get uh, so yeah, sure. So, so okay. So I, I'm gonna start with the bottom. I'm gonna, gonna put Last Jedi down there, mm-hmm. and then I think like after that, I don't hate any of the other movies. Like <laughs> I hate that movie with a passion. With a passion. But there's if you
4: go back through the Friday night movie archives, there's many. Many therapy we, sessions. We did. A, we did. A, out his I was so about excited that.
0: for this movie that we did a live reaction across time zones. We all went to see it at the same time and then met up on the phone and recorded it. Uh, and then we like get on the phone and we were like, oh my God, we all hated that.
4: What year did that one come out? 18, uh, I think. 18. I think was that the one I was very pregnant for or was that you're, the you're, previous one? No, no that no. was the one that I was you're like pregnant. two days past my due date.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, you had a baby for The day. Rise of Skywalker, I think. Or maybe not. No. Okay. Okay. So last year at the bottom, Return of the Jedi at the top. I'm all about the Ewoks. I'm all about Luke returning as the Man in Black, and there's there's a there's a connection, because I'm someone who my Star Wars story ends with Luke going from whiny kid to like badass architect, who then is willing to sacrifice himself for everyone, right? That t- truly grows up, mm. and then they next time I see him in anything, he's drinking. Cow milk and whining and like again and and, and it's, it was like it was man. made by someone who hates that character. Yeah, it's, it doesn't retroactive need to, to yeah, it's sort back. of like it's it's a retcon and it it, it 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 there were other things done with that character in all those books. So so that's why those are my two poles. Mm-hmm. Going from there, then it's like pretty conventional. Then I go to actually, then I go to the original Star Wars, uh, A New Hope. Okay. Then I go to the Force Awakens because when the Force Awakens came out like the potential of that and the the joy i had of that was so high like and and then it sort of gets wasted but but like i can't ever give up the f- i saw it
8: five times in the theater i think i saw it three yeah i very vividly remember it was christmas of 2015 mm-hmm. or something mm-hmm. i'm with her and my brother i haven't seen a star wars in uh, theater since uh, revenge of the C- or yeah the third one um and I just remember the music comes on, just instant goosebumps. Oh yeah! Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, man this like just this feels right. All the possibilities, and I wasn't hung up on oh,
0: it repeats the other movies. I'm like, what? It's Star Wars. You're yeah. giving Star Wars to a new generation. <laughs> I'm like, you know what? Didn't repeat the other movies? The Phantom Menace. And we got a little kid flying a plane, winning uh, a... Which was
8: sweet. <laughs> yeah, for you, maybe. Yeah, I, I was like a kid. Yeah. So yeah. Well, awesome. I loved it. It's different, same right? Reason... It's different.
4: For, that's what the way you feel about Ewoks is yeah. the way that yeah. other people feel about, you know.
8: I grew up thinking having a rat tail was cool. Oh, so okay. cool. yeah. I wanted that so, so badly. So then I go... So then
0: I go to Revenge of the Sith after Force Awakens. Um, wow, Empire's like yeah. Okay. yeah I'm Empire not, I think is my favorite. I'm not a big. I, I lo- we're all we're all in the range of movies that I like. Mm-hmm. Then I go Empire. Empire's just like very talky, very depressing. Yeah. Um, and then the other ones it doesn't really matter to me. Although Ro- Rogue One probably after Empire. I think-
4: I like Rogue One a lot.
0: Rogue One's like a number two or three for me. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I'm a big Rogue Rogue
4: One fan, but I but what China would. You and I have talked about the reason we like Rogue One so much is because everyone dies at the end. Yeah, they have because, the cajones to
8: right, kill
0: everybody. But it's out. also
4: because Star Wars isn't about them. Yeah. So we don't need a sequel. We ended up with a whole prequel.
0: Yeah. Now we're watching. But, now I got to watch Andor and his grandma it, like starting the rebellion. That's like, Star Wars. There's, <laughs> there's too much media in the franchise now. Yeah. It was it's, it was very precious before. see one thing Star Trek can absorb is shit, because Star Trek there's so much of it. Eh, if they have like. Five bad seasons of a show, yeah. Yeah, whatever. The Borg will come through time and <laughs> eliminate. You just come up so, with some
8: new excuse. So
0: Rogue One's number two for you. What's, probably what's, probably. What's, Empire, I would say. Okay, okay, Empire. Empire. What's Empire.
8: number three? See, it it changes depending on when I watch. Mm-hmm. It. I'll probably do A New Hope. Okay, New cool. Hope is just iconic. Yeah, okay, I mean, it's the reason why I love movies.
4: It's, it's my favorite. That's my number Solo.
8: one. I love Solo.
4: Oh, you and my mom. <laughs> I have no comment. I'm not getting I, involved. My this. my
8: thing with solo is this: they explain everything that happened to him in the span of one week. That's the, that was my biggest complaint with it.
0: Yeah, that's I mean, hard. this is that's he, meets Chew- re- that's he meets really Chewbacca. Good, that's really good he gets comment. his name
8: and he does the 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 run all, all in the span in, of like three days. Yeah, so. and and we, he gets his blaster, and I'm like, yeah, uh,
0: yeah. I mean, I guess, what does he
8: do? Just sit around eating saltines? <laughs> like, <laughs> like six Being years, a like.
0: Yeah, I think they just. I think um. It's really funny I read an article recently that said that they had that that Star Wars took the wrong lesson from Solo. The issue with Solo wasn't casting. I think Alden Ehrenreich he was killed wonderfully it. cast. Um, wonderfully cast and and uh, uh the best. I mean, he's like good Glover. He's yeah. like perfect Lando. Mm-hmm. The real issue is is no one wanted that story. <laughs> Some like and I'm a big fan of... Do you see Prometheus? Yes. Okay. I think this movie with cool sound, by the way. It is. The entire Alien and franchise. I mm-hmm. love the Alien movies. I'm obsessed with them, except Alien Requiem, Alien Predator Requiem, which just
8: really got awful. I remember watching that on my iPad as a kid, so <laughs> oh, <laughs> my I had nostalgia. I was
0: in the theater. I was so excited. It was so <laughs> cool. Um, but, like, have we really benefited from prequels to Alien, right? Like, have we... Prometheus had a bunch of cool ideas yeah. and things, but like Alien Covenant, like in some ways I'm like, I don't know if
8: I want prequels of things anymore. Yeah, I think I'm t- kind of tired of like hearing the same stories in the same worlds over and over again.
4: It's a lot of origin stories.
8: Yeah, oh, I hate origin stories, uh, by the way. I love, I
0: love Our just sister
4: like- who is our third co-host who lives in Spain, she loves an origin story. Uh, Give her an origin so- story and some star-crossed lovers. She said.
0: Yeah. Whereas me, I'm like, just I know
8: Uncle Ben died. Just. So you actually really like Homecoming, then? Uh, I would assume.
0: I, I like Homecoming because it can't escape the fact that the other movies exist. Yeah. But the fact that after all that, it turned out Uncle Ben had actually just never died, and told him with great prior responsibility was maybe one of the dumbest things I'd ever seen. Yeah. Said. That they revealed that at the end of the third <laughs> movie, I just thought they weren't wasting I mean, our time with it. So you didn't see the third movie? I
4: did. Oh, There's yeah, no- we saw it
0: together. With all the three different Spider-Mans. Yeah, but Aunt May dies. Aunt May dies instead she of Uncle says, Ben. The one yeah, says she's it. the one who dies, and she's the one who says
4: it. So wait, why does her. that bother you?
0: Because because
4: it's in this he in beca- his-
0: the reason why he becomes Spider-Man oh, it's because is because of, of that Uncle that Ben. Yeah. In this one,
8: I'm saying that the entire time he was Spider-Man. You just saw like a Reddit post or something. <laughs> He's like, that'd be cool. <laughs> 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 Captain America exists. <laughs> well, check I that guess out. so.
4: In his version, all the other Avengers already exist, yeah. right? Yeah. But their so, but of, now he's going to be more responsible so because I, she said that I, to him. I like, he was irresponsible, which is I, everything got effed.
0: I love Tom Holland as a young <laughs> Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. I, I like the first two Spider-Man, But uh, the third one really undercut everything they had done. Yeah.
4: I'm just wondering if we should talk more about the... Film school and the films. But
0: Mateo's asking. I'm having so fun. I I'm having I a know fun. So I'm having fun too. I'm, I'm having, having, time. Time. I'm having fun time. too. All right, Mateo.
4: We're gonna have to have Mateo on for just a regular episode just to, <laughs> but to dig into this. Story. Okay, Mateo I'll be on
8: a Zoom session waiting. Please. Yeah. Please, that's how we. I'll be like Google the show. bat signal. I'll just have like a side computer <laughs> <which is> always <laughs> just always on. That's ready. And I'm like I'm here. <laughs> Mateo. Let me get my Hawaiian shirt.
4: <laughs> I, re- I really like that shirt. Why, I need you. to know where I can get one of those.
8: My dad got it for me. Uh, it's I, a Ren I, Spooner. That's, that's amazing. amazing. But it's University of Arizona. Yeah.
0: Mm. Okay. So here at University of Arizona, you I mean, one of the things we've loved about learning about the school is the integration of actors, producers, directors, all yeah. working together, collaborating in this
8: community. Very big sense of unity in the program. Um, going
0: out into the film world, what do you, what's like one thing you feel like it's that they have prepared you most for,
8: um, this whole, you know, chemistry or alchemy of all this? Well, first off, just the skills I gained and the opportunities I had to work on films throughout the entirety of my four years. Like I actually know kind of the process on a, not like a macro scale, but on a micro scale, like a small short Mm -hmm. film I've seen, like I've gone through like writing, producing, um, like, sound and, like, post-production, during production and everything. And I feel like I've experienced everything. And so even though I don't plan on... I just want to stay in post-production. I don't plan on doing uh, production or anything. But by focusing on production sound, like, in the, over the course of these four years, I know, like, the ups and downs of, like... And, like, what those people have to deal with. And I know what it's like to get a good production sound person. So then it makes my job easier in post-production... And so just the entire um, like nature of starting to finishing a film. And then also just working with people. like That's something that, I, as someone who's um, a post-production guy, um, a lot of it's just me sitting in a computer, just like there. And like, I'm like, ooh, I have an idea. And I run to my microphone, and I like record something. But just working with people and being put in situations in which you actually have to learn from each other and work with each other is very beneficial. Um, I feel like I've grown a lot as an individual and I feel like you could just throw me into a room with people and like be like make a film and I'd be able to at least like try <laughs> and like I feel like I could do a good job just working with anyone given to me because of the overall cohesion of the school it's like a big sense of community and so I feel like that really helped That's I, I think that answers
4: the question See, I could get us back into the
8: Can I I I
0: take it? I I... feel
4: a level of responsibility.
0: That's (laughs) That's true. You're the last interview. So there's like, uh, so okay. the last question is like just it's like literally just being built in my mind as I ask Mm -hmm. it. Okay, because you like music. Yes. You like movies. Yes. Um, Which band or musician would you, I guess, the sound design on their concert film or uh, work their concert film? Um, any point in time. Like, any point I, in time. So th- yes. not if they're... And any technology. Any technology, too. So... Oh, okay. Like, you wanna go back and reshoot The Last Waltz with, you know,
8: red cameras? Go for it. <laughs> Although, personally, I think that would screw it up, but. It's screwed. Um, does it have to be a concert film or can I just, can I just make my own? Like,
1: yeah, you know, you make oh, your yeah, own. Okay, yeah. you I like, wasn't sure you if I was like, yeah, yeah to do stop making to. sense.
0: I love how this made up question you're like, what <laughs> are like, the what rules are to on? this question? <laughs> from the guy who just ranked his Star
8: Wars movies. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I think Electric Light Orchestra. I think just because of the sheer volume of people on stage and like the amount of sounds you get to work with, that'd be a fun time to mix and just like that would be quite a job. Jeff Lynne is seems like a really cool uh, dude so I'd love here. to uh do something like that. Also The Who, I'd love to do The Who. Oh yeah. Seeing Keith Moon just like mixing his drums and like real real Keith like uh, the real out who. Keith Moon. Yeah.
0: So a awesome. particular album like are we talking like Quadrophenia? I would say Quadrophenia. Yeah. Um I think that's top
8: 10 albums of all time. So mixing drums is that a thing for you? That's probably one of the hardest I think jobs in yeah. sound. Yeah. Um, so I'm a drummer. I started out playing drums. Me too. He's Actually, a drummer. Who's your favorite drummer? Uh, uh, wait, now I usually have this answer.
0: I mean, oh, God. A, put put know. on the spot. I, no, no, no. I, I feel the no, same my, I mean, my favorite drummer, the drummer I have spent the most time, like, listening to and worshiping is John Fishman from Fish. Okay. Um, from Fish. P-H. Yeah. Yeah. From Fish. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like. I would also say that um, in terms of drummers that have moved around to different places, like, you know, sort of when you're going into, like, the drummer's drummer, Sonny Emery, who is currently playing with Eric Clapton but played with Bruce Hornsby and the Noisemakers for, like, 20 years, like, I've had a chance to see that guy play up close and, like, every single time it takes my breath away. Like, I just, I can't, I mean, those are two drummers that I... Physically cannot do anything that they do Like yeah. as good as I'll ever be I cannot do what they do Some people are just um, way up there But then you know But then like I, I also I, I've, I've also Yeah anyway so those I'm going to say like those are Those two Those are my top two And they kind of represent two different areas How about you? Uh,
8: I go Keith Moon on one end and then Ginger Baker on the other. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. That's because awesome. you have like, a, they're both madmen. You have to be like insane. Yeah, those are not drummer, normal people. Those To are... be like the, the best drummer of all time, you have to have a screw loose or something. That's why I'm not yeah. cut out for it. I'm too sane. The, the <laughs>
0: ginger, too. ginger Baker, uh, I, I, so I whiffed on it. Like I just didn't go see him go play with his jazz
8: band. His jazz quartet. And then he died and I'm still yeah. loved about it. I just one. I just had a it's side note. Um, I just had a similar experience where um, Gordon Lightfoot was in town in, uh, in don't, Tucson. Don't, you know how many
0: times um, I wanted to take April, my dad
8: to see him? Ugh. It was in April, and I was like, "Oh, it's like $130 for a ticket. Like that's a lot of money." And like I was good. Like it was like two days before my birthday too. And I was like, "Oh, I, that would be a cool present. I think like, I would love to see it." But I was like, ah, I, I just missed it." And then I got that news, and I was like, "Damn!" All right. Well. Mateo Siegel, even pulling on our Canadian
0: heartstrings. Yeah, he
8: has the been second okay. best Canadian songwriter. Wait, it was the first Neil Young?
0: Oh, oh I okay. thought you we were
4: gonna be like Celine Dion. <laughs> she doesn't <laughs> write her song. No, I know. I'm kidding.
0: Uh, I thought. I thought maybe we were gonna say Leonard, Leonard Cohen <laughs> or Leonard Joni God. Mitchell. I mean, for oh, me, Joni for me, yeah, Joni Mitchell's Canadian. For me, I would go. I love Joni Mitchell. For me, I would go. Although not Isn't as a she? solo, right? She is. Yeah, sure,
4: Canadian, very
0: Canadian. Um, the one i would <laughs> go but it's not a solo songwriter so it doesn't it doesn't fit this so i'm gonna like it's sort of like a asterisk here but mm-hmm. Gord downey and the tragically hip to me that's the best I'm Canadian. Not, i'm unaware that's well,
4: that that'll be the next we'll talk about that's that. my homework i'll send homework. you the playlist
8: if, <laughs> um but yeah i think neil young that's a great choice for do you know andy schaaf uh, he's a new guy new folk guy okay i gotta All check
1: that right. right out like from uh,
8: Saskatchewan Oh, yeah. wow, awesome oh, That's a fun one to
0: say Oh, yeah that's Alright, Mateo Siegel uh, the, I mean, you're like the human algorithm I just, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Where can people Can people follow you? Do you have No uh, Okay, alright no, <laughs> And <scenario>. now <laughs> You know where you can follow Mateo? On this podcast Yeah that's right. Come <laughs> back We'll have Mateo He'll, back. he'll be back we'll So talk come, about.
4: come back on this podcast Thanks so
0: much for being here Thanks so much for the University of Ari- Thanks. to the University of Arizona For bringing together Such an amazing community And sharing them with us And our listeners <laughs> <laughs> I dream of widescreen. I dream in in. in, in wide, I dream Jesus. of widescreen in widescreen. We've only been doing this for f- about six hours. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, be I better. dream in widescreen is at on March sixth in Tucson, and we will be there. And um, we're just thrilled to be, be make, part so. of this. Thanks. All right.
8: Bye bye. Bye.